Hey everybody, and welcome to the Teen Titans Roll podcast. Wow, not a cold open? That shockingly professional uh, from 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 um, Mind Theater Media. We spent uh, I know. talking about Darkwing Duck's penis before we started, though. So. Oh yes, and there we are, we're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so the reason we're doing this is because... Um, in addition to our normal cast, who, if you do not know, uh, what the hell are you doing? Why did you start on, like, the, like, 10th episode or whatever? Go back to the beginning. Um, but we have a guest playing, um, the guest, uh, um, the, the guest character for this time, Aqualad. Uh, yeah, Dylan. Dylan, who are you? Hi, my name's Dylan. I um, went to college with a few of these fine folks. Um, I was roommates with the the DM for about a year. That was fun. Yeah, that was. Um, we we trolled a Wikipedia. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yes, curse you, Frosty, you <laughs> son of a bitch. How dare he do his job and remove our nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> What a yep. loser. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I will be portraying Aqualad, the the resident swim team jock of Teen Titans. <laughs> um, nobody look up my actual physique, please. I'm glad I promise you, he looks just like Aqualad. Um, he, yeah, he. Yeah, it's actually Bombers shocking. Whooping in the in the water. Oh, yeah. yeah, he he literally looks exactly like Aqualad, and that's why I chose him to be Aqualad. Um, <laughs> flowing but, black hair, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is that is our guest, uh, and so now our question for this time, Paul. What is our question? The question is simply, what kind of cat would you be? Yes, and if if you don't if you don't like this question, uh, you can blame our guest because he got the honors of picking the question this time. And 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 dear listener, as you as you receive this question, as it enters your ears, I want you not to just answer it, but to let the answer come to you. And when it does, post your answer on our Twitter, please. <laughs> yes, please. We have a Twitter. Yes. We do have a Twitter account. No one follows it except for like one other podcaster who, like, I fangirl over the fact that he follows it, but no one else really follows it other than like Krista and Paul. I follow it. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't follow it, I'll, I'll fix that after this. Anyway, cats. Who the fuck cat are you? Right, who wants going? to go first? <laughs> it's um, not me. I've, I've got a cat. All right. Um, so when I was when I was in Korea, I lived out kind of in, in a smaller city, and after a couple of weeks, I found that there's a mountain out back, um, one of the housing facilities. Uh, it, by that I mean a hill. Anyway, I was kind of lonely. Went up to the top of it, and there was this cat sitting there on a pavilion. Uh, she was the best cat in the world. Kind of skinny, just walked up and started sleeping on my jacket. I thought it was cool, and I kind of wanted her. And then she had, a sh the next time I visited, she had kittens. And I, like, fed them all, and they were the sweetest cats. And I 
but then I was like, no, I can't steal this mother away from the from the kittens. So I think that cat was pretty cool. However, after a few, after a few weeks, I did meet, um, there was another male cat that just kind of lurks around in the area, but is a, a kind of a beta male that I'm pretty <laughs> sure was her ex-boyfriend that she just was like, no, just stay away from me. That That's, that's who I am. Wow. <laughs> so, boyfriend cat and not like her actual boyfriend? <laughs> he, is, was he the baby daddy? He's the baby daddy I cat. Have no idea. I I must say I was not expecting someone to pick an actual cat that already exists well, or has existed. That's pretty good. I like yeah. the style of that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I I will say Okay, I'll go next. I'll say that everybody knows that everybody wants to be a cat. This is true. Yep. Because that's the only cat who knows where it's at. <laughs> um, Thank you for but, that. Um, I want to be a jellical cat. A what? That's why, good, that's good. why did you take mine? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, so I, took a lot of I, was, I knew you were going to pick this one. When it was which, my okay, turn. But, yeah, never mind. Huh? Which jellical cat? No, that's another question. We can't do that. That has to be for another question. I, I was going to say, like, I was going to sing the entire Mr. Mistopheles song with a backing <laughs> orchestra behind me. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. Can I go back in time? And like, like, like I, a... I hired them, um, you know, to come over and stand behind me and play while I sang. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, now we see, like, a flashback montage of you me messaging me and saying to ask the cat question. Like, it's slow motion, like, it's a whole, like, love is war scheme or something. And I'm, like, looking over his shoulder, like, spying on it, and I'm, like, it's my job, this episode, to ruin his life. <laughs> and we all say, oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> this, is the, this is the darkest thing that's happened in this podcast yet. Um, <laughs> I, the only, okay, so cats yeah uh, now that i'm not just like i have to pick like what species of cat because i don't know cat species especially not house cats um but like it's like what cat would you be i would love to say that i would be a cassette to dox a friend's <laughs> personal pet cat but oh, as 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 everyone as everyone in this in this podcast probably knows i am not cassette um I can the the only thing that is I mean as you as you said Paul wait for the answer to appear to you, um, and this is what appeared in my mind for better or worse you can psychoanalyze me on your own time, um, <laughs> um, is the uh like racist Asian caricature dyad cats from Lady and the Tramp. I feel like that that is me. The that Siamese speaks cats? to my soul. Yeah, the Siamese cats. I love it. I'm not to yourself on describing yourself, but how accurate it is. <laughs> <laughs> In my view, there are two cats. Both of them are racist. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> My um, roommate's cat is half Siamese, and he is so noisy. <laughs> so it's real. Yeah. 
<laughs> we are. I, I mean, I just changed my answer to like some like meme cat, like like pop cat or something. Right? <laughs> yeah, pop tart cat or rainbow cat. Um, oh, yeah, I'm I'm a, a yeah pop tart cat. Uh, yeah, neon cat. I I I feel like I feel like also to 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 feed more into uh to 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 paint. A positive light on the horrible answer I just gave. <laughs> um, like when they say when when <laughs> when they say I am Siamese, if you please, I am Siamese, or we are Siamese, if you don't please. They were owning themselves, and you know <laughs> that's good and shit, right? You, you could, yeah, exactly. You could choose for us not they, to be Siamese. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like whether you like it or not, we're Siamese. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, <laughs> dude. If if that if that if that movie were made not by Disney, I feel like the the cats would have called uh, Lady a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Funny joke. I mean, she's a female dog. Yeah, dog joke. Um. Anyway. Someone else go. We have six people now. We have seven people now. <laughs> Getting up in there that towards that critical role number. <laughs> Man, I want to be Thomas O'Malley, but I know I'm Garfield. <laughs> that is true. When it comes to ginger cat, I'm nicer than Garfield. I think. You are nicer than Garfield. Yeah, yeah. But I, you, you yeah. I no, like to chill on, and I like to eat. With uh, I, I, if I were Garfield, I would still beg John for lasagna, but I would <laughs> wouldn't be mean to Odie. I'd be like, hey, buddy, let's let's eat some lasagna together. You know, I'd be nice enough. <laughs> okay, but but hold up, I need to step in here because I know you pretty well. Okay. <laughs> Imagine oh. if Odie was like one of the people who does one of the many things that makes you very angry all the time. <laughs> all the time. I would be nice about it. I'd be and nice he couldn't even you. talk, and he just, like, licked you all the time. <laughs> Odie's not a jerk, though. He's, like, he's a nice dude, you know? No, Odie is an extrovert without any self-awareness. That's the point. He's one of those people who, like, pisses you off without meaning to. That's the deep AKA, of Garfield. A.K.A. A dog. <laughs> I love dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's forgivable. When I, okay, but here's the thing about the perspective of that. Because if you were Garfield, it's like dogs, dogs annoying extroversion isn't annoying because we love dogs. But if you were a cat, would you feel the same way? <laughs> I, I know plenty of cats who like dogs. Yeah, I guess that's fair. If you were a cat, then dogs would be like like those like whatever that race is that you don't like. Wait, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just want to clarify because Paul is goofing right now that the guest is not a racist. <laughs> no, what you're saying is that Odie is a white man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe the guest is a little bit rasped, but it's okay. Odie is British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Odie is fucking British, and it's okay to hate British people. It's British people. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I I don't mean to offend any any British people. I just why, why do you why do you somehow put like the R sound in your nose? Like no, what what is that? <laughs> I swear, when I met Dylan freshman year, he was the nicest guy. <laughs> Just kidding. I love, I love the, I love the, the anti-British people memes. Um, okay, uh, let's go to uh, Ryan. He always sighs. He always sighs. It it doesn't matter what what it is. I don't think I don't think it ever. It, it, I've gotten the question where it hasn't started out with a sigh yet. Yeah, and 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 Texas and 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 Robin sighs a lot too in your characterization. It, it matches. Of it matches really well. <laughs> it does. It does. It works. I'm not saying stop. I'm just. I'm just saying. <laughs> See, as a person who doesn't really like cats <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> i i don't really i i mean i can't really think of one in particular that i would be so i may have to send this out to the group a little bit specifically paul <laughs> I, I don't have a cat i don't know if i have a cat for you because you are a dog I am a dog. I am like one hundred percent. I am one hundred percent a golden retriever, which is which is the issue. He would be a cat. He would be a cat raised by dogs that thinks he's a dog. Yeah, that does happen. Or like a tiger? No, maybe like a lion because they just like chillax in the sun. I think he's a tabby. Like my tabby plays fetch. So I will say this right now. So I have two sisters. There's this there's a Barbie movie. There's a Barbie movie out there. I can't think of what it's called right now. But in that Barbie movie, there is a oh a part of the song that's it's a dogish cat, and there's a cat the that princess thinks it's pauper. like a dog. What did she say? You're talking about the princess and the pauper. Yes, I like that <laughs> you know that. Like you. You're just like me. Yes, yeah. I yes, feel like <laughs> I feel I feel like if you're torn on the on the whole. Uh, on 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 choosing between the 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 cat the dog cat dyad, you could just be cat dog. I think cat dog. <laughs> that's, that's two different guys. <laughs> also, Ryan out Ryan Ryan out here with the deepest cut somehow. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think anybody would remember that. So thank you for the uh, support. Yeah. Do you remember the villain in that movie? He's like, you simpletons. Or no, it was a, uh, you simpian simpletons. Simpian? <laughs> Listen, I will, put that, I will put that villain into one of my D&D campaigns someday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to use that voice with for a villain in D&D, but he's just going to, but, but, but he, but he is just going to call people simps instead. <laughs> he's always like, how can I remember you? <laughs> <laughs> you have like that foppish British, uh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Charlie, please, please end it. But I haven't done it either. <laughs> Gladly. Oh, okay, someone. You can go first if you want go ahead. to go, Charlie. No, I want to end it. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put the idea in her head. <laughs> okay, so I've been looking at pictures of anime cat girls to try and give me inspiration. For <laughs> um, and my answer is Jibanyan. Oh. So 
nobody knows Yokai Watch, even though it's a major, nope. <laughs> even though it's a major uh, gaming franchise. I know but, it. I mean, not very well, but <laughs> instead of Pikachu, they have a dead cat that got hit by a car, <laughs> and whenever the kid sends him out, Based. like. Whenever the kid sends him out to do a fight, he just, like, doesn't. He just, like, is like, nah, man. <laughs> and at one point, he's at their, like, sleepover, and he's, like, trying to watch porn with, like, these kids. And what? <laughs> what are you talking? What? <laughs> what are porn! In the, even in the English dub, I was horrified. <laughs> what the hell? That was a little wow. bit of trivia. That's not how, but... <laughs> I was... Okay, I... When, when you started describing that cat... I was gonna say, oh, like like early first season Pikachu, but then you said watch porn with the kids, and I went, no, not like Pikachu at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Pikachu. <laughs> Pikachu doesn't know what porn is. He doesn't know what wow. is. Yeah. I just remember there was like a weird scene where like they, I don't even remember the context, but they were all, but he was at the sleepover, and he just like. Was being real weird. <laughs> wow. Huh, okay. Well, well, well. I will say, I will, I, I will say again, Charlie. Please end it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, my joke answer was gonna be Grumpy Cat because that's just how I feel today. <laughs> um. But. So I had to like look up cats because I'm gonna give an actual answer and like of a real cat breed. Um. As I was looking at the different cats, the one that stood out to me was uh, the wild cat that pretends to be domesticated, which is the bangle. <laughs> and I just really relate with that. <laughs> yep. That's legit. So that's me. That's a, that's a fair legitimate answer. But also, I'm grumpy cat. <laughs> so Raven. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> so Raven. All right. Well, with that out of the way, um, I think it's time to start our episode of Teen Titans Roll. same ships from the show or ships <laughs> i guess that's an important question ships have not ships have not yet developed um I mean, as i don't know raven and blackfire had something going on something yeah yeah okay and there's ambiguous obviously something with robin and starfire but i think that's mostly all we have going on yeah, yeah. and 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 i will say as of um the last 
or part two of Nevermore because I was editing it recently. Uh, I'll release it for for everyone uh, tomorrow. Uh, there, there is a point. There is a point where where Beast Boy, where or where <clears throat> Beast Boy is like, "All oh, right, you're wearing pink," like to the happy emoticon of Raven, and she's like, "Yeah, it's cute, isn't it?" And he goes, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you know <laughs> there's, there's all the ships that's the answer everybody's at risk of being shipped <laughs> yeah everyone except for cyborg because honestly who would want to be with cyborg Aww. is gross <laughs> gross disgusting uh self that's so sad. <laughs> sad. i, I ship cyborg in in uh what's her name Jinx or whatever. Actually, in, in the cyborg, but no, but but Jinx and Kid Flash is also good though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually should. Yeah, Cyborg is actually in love with his robotic half, like his human Ew. half and his robotic half. He's, he's, <laughs> well, he's that, sexual. <laughs> okay, that is actually sort of true because there's a whole episode about when he when he like does the the like the like disguise thing or whatever. And he looks like a normal person, and he's all like, "This is the real me, and I wish I were this way, and all that, all that stuff." Okay, I was like, I don't remember the episode where Cyborg jerks himself off with robot. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. No, no, it's the reverse of that. When he kisses his bicep and says, "Oh yeah." <laughs> it's a low key sort of like two kind of. Kind of the more mature members of the group, like they have their own thing going on. I'm, I'm making this up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. The oldest, so it's weird if he likes any. No, <laughs> he's officially turned eighteen. That's the problem. I, he's past that. Part. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> he, needs, he needs to go like hang out with the Justice League and have like. <laughs> he needs to go hang out with the Justice League and be mistreated by Joss Whedon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so to begin, there's all that stuff that happens for viewers that we're doing stuff from like the Teen Titans perspective, though, so they don't see it yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Titans, you guys have gotten an alert from the Coast Guard. Um, some fishermen were recently picked up in a lifeboat and they had a very interesting report. They said that they were attacked. Um, they were hauling toxic waste and they said that they were attacked by a strange fish man with a big golden fork. Um, he seemed to be everywhere at once and he attached these metal clamps to the ship that pulled the ship under the waves and they barely got onto their life raft in time it was a small crew um but unfortunately 40 barrels of toxic waste were lost and um the coast guard is quite worried that if any of those barrels do um become punctured uh in the, the wreckage of the ship they could leak out and wreak havoc along um California coast and the ecological situation would be quite bad. They, because of this 
the involvement of this weird fish person that they don't know anything about. They're not willing to um, to bring their submarines, which at um, like into this, they have at requested um, your assistance. You guys do have a the T sub, which is. Yeah, you guys have had some time to prep, and you have, uh, Cyborg, you have finished prepping the T-Sub, uh, which I have posted stats for in the group chat. I have designed just for... I would actually like to go through that in recording, uh, just for the sake of listeners who may be inter interested. Um, so, the T-Sub I designed based off of the shipbuilding rules in the Ghosts of Salt Marsh uh, uh, module, and which is an official uh, Dungeons and Dragons module you can buy uh, if you are interested. Um, uh, I figured that a ship, at least for this size, it works perfectly well. So basically, T sub is, I mean, technically in terms of size, it's a gargantuan vehicle. That's only because uh, anything over like 20 feet by 20 feet, it would fit into the same square as like a gargantuan creature. Uh, it's not as relevant. It has a creature capacity of five crew or passengers, but one pilot is required out of those five crew or passengers. Um, the cargo, there's a small compartment where you can carry about 100 pounds of cargo, nothing too extensive. Uh, the T-Sub is peak um, submarine technology, whereas submarines uh, typically max out at about 23 miles per hour. Don't ask me that in knots. Knots are dumb. Um, this, the T-Sub the, the is capable of speeds of 25 miles per hour. Uh, under the water. Um, it has senses of sonar out to about 30 miles, because um, that's about how sonar can far sonar can go, uh, unless it hits interference. And, of course, they have floodlights that go out as far as floodlights go, because floodlights go forever unless they... Uh, well, they pretty much go as far as you can see. Uh, uh, but they shine out in a 20-foot cone. Uh, it has a strength of 17, a dexterity of 24, a constitution of 13, and an intelligence, wisdom, and charisma of 0. It's immune to poison, psychic damage. It's immune to being blighted, charmed, deafened, exhaustion, frightened, incapacitated, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, stunned, or unconscious. And these are its actions. It can fire its seismic blasters. And the seismic blasters are, yeah, um, the forward seismic blasters, there are two. They both fire simultaneously, uh, but with separate attack rolls. And they have a range of 200 feet or 800 feet at disadvantage. And um, they can't hit a target within 10 feet, with, uh, who's within 10 feet of the sub because of the firing arc. And they do 3d10 thunder damage on a hit. Your hull has an armor class of 15 and 150 hit points and a damage threshold of 20 points. Which means that if unless you do 20 points, you will not do any damage. Um, twin hydrojet engines. Um, they uh, each uh, 
yeah, I won't get into all of the hit point information yet. Uh, but and there are oxygen tanks, um, which help with the filling the ballasts, so or emptying them, uh, so that you can ascend or descend, and providing they also have the function to provide serviceable atmosphere within the T sub. So, um, boy, we better get into a submarine fight now. The beginning of the episode, you guys are all, you are descending into the lower launch pad of the, um, of the Titan's tower that has an access to the ocean below the tower, and you are prepping for launch. You guys have kind of separated responsibilities out, um, because when you have five cockpits like this, it's, um, it's easiest to separate out um, responsibilities to the different individuals. Manpower looks like it's holding. System check looks good. How's everybody else? Uh, report on your positions. Oxygen, oxygen is checked. Uh, defensive systems ready to go. Double barrel booyah, ready to go. <laughs> And Beast Boy uh, has not been given any responsibility, though Beast Boy, you haven't really felt slighted by that because you are the secret weapon for this mission. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm yellow lion. <laughs> <laughs> I'll form the head. <laughs> yeah, is there a big window? Uh, yeah, so basically, you guys are all in, like, these, um, like, these cockpit, uh, seats, and there are these clear, um, slightly tinted, um, like, domes over you all, um, and so you all have, like, almost, like, 360 vision of the environment around you. Right now, you are descending the rotating elevator to the exit tunnel underwater, and you are lined up. Uh, Robin, it's on your command. All weapons check. Everybody ready to go? Titans, launch! I just pulled it full and full and forward gear. Then we spurred. Out yeah, yeah. And we spurred out of the shaft. No. <laughs> oh, there it goes. And uh, you guys, you all are like pushed back against your chair uh, as you are thrust forward down the tunnel and uh, at great speed just before hitting the end the uh, the gate opens and um, and you are launch out into the water open water and begin making your way towards the destination it will take a little while but uh, yeah, you are are heading out towards the deeper ocean, uh, where the barge sank, and uh, heading in that direction, keeping an eye on sonar. Um, in the meantime, uh, yeah, is there anything you'd like to say to each other? Anyone's mics you want to mute? Cyborg, I am concerned. The ship made an extra gushy sound when we left port. Oh yeah, my ship, my my. My sub, all goosh. <laughs> Just makes a face and turns off the intercom. 
I'm just looking out the window, just like hyping myself up. I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm so ready. I'm just ah, finally get to swim. Gotta get to be a big, big sea creature. <laughs> Cyborg, now that we're out in open ocean, you want to uh, try out the seismic blasters? Oh yeah. Hey, Beast Boy, be a moving target for us. No. Beast Boy, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Beast boy, belay that order. <laughs> I, 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 actually, I point the blasters in directions that don't look like they're going to hit anything and go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much open ocean at this point. Yeah. So I shoot my cannons. All right, you fire the. Uh... That was a funny sound for the firing of the cannon. <laughs> yeah, you, you fire the seismic blasters or they ripple with motion as the sound waves uh, affect the water. And also it's like that blue energy, like, you know, stylization of like uh, the, the thunderous energy that that's the same at technology as your arm cannon, as it fires off into the ocean. Um, and yeah, I mean, any whales probably know where you are within several miles. <laughs> Do I get advantage on my attack roll to hit water? <laughs> I hate you. Um, okay. So, you are guys are continuing along. Um, Robin, uh, as you get closer to the location, you you get a ping where you about where you were expecting um, on the sonar. Eyes ahead, guys. We're almost there. All right, and uh, at this point, um, as you guys had probably discussed, this was the point where it would have then been prudent for Beast Boy to hit the water once you made sonar contact. Beast Boy, you ready? All right. And uh, what uh, what was the uh, the pro instruction of what I was? Was I like it was a toxic waste, right? Yeah, there's toxic waste out there, but basically because of this weird fish guy that you guys don't know about, you're basically like, you're there to like defend the sub in case you guys get attacked. Okay. Um, so I'm going to defend the sub and scout it out and stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Sweet. So yeah, are you going out into the water? Beast Boy prepped and ready. Uh, All right. Yeah. So Beast Boy's uh, chair begins to descend, and so basically you descend to like a compartment that then fills with water, and then you are like jettisoned out of the bottom of the of the sub. Uh, what what aquatic creature are you taking on as your first animal? For? I will start as a reef shark. A reef shark. Can you tell? Can you tell the listeners a fun fact about reef sharks? <laughs> um. I can look one up. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> we can edit it out to make it sound like she was not I I could just ed I could just edit in like some like stolen audio from like a BBC like like thing where they're like reef sharks like how this is an educational uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, I can put educational on the tag. Um, okay, so. You are a reef shark swimming along uh, with the submarine as it approaches this open area okay, of, so of the ocean floor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
every single um I feel like every single animal I should give like a weird like mating like fact. Oh, a mating fact? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yes, please. All right, so so what's the reef shark's weird mating fact? Okay, I'm on Wikipedia. Let's see. Um <laughs> mating, just control F mating. <laughs> reef shark in a reef shark, mating is apparently an aggressive affair as females are often found with biting scars and wounds on their side. Dear God. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Starting the bit out with okay. a bang. <laughs> great, great. Um, so as you guys approach the uh, bottom of the seafloor, um, you are right on that edge where if you kind of veered off into... Uh, lower territory. Um, well, the the water pressure is significant. Uh, you definitely Beast Boy is the only one who could safely be out of the sub and not experience uh, those effects. Um, and if you guys went any deeper, though, you don't expect to have to. Um, you would start to feel those effects even on the sub itself, as it's only rated for um, to go down so deep. Um, but the ship has just hit the regular seafloor, and um, it doesn't seem to be an issue quite yet. Um, you see, on the floor, you see this ship. And as you shine the, um, the forward uh, like floodlights onto it, you do confirm on the side this is the SS Varga, the ship that you were informed was pulled down to the bottom of the ocean mysteriously and there are all sorts of punctures puncture holes and broken portions of the ship inside um you were informed that the toxic waste was on the surface of the ship and it, they were trying to they were in a storm when they were attacked and they were trying to to cover the barrels with uh, a tarp to hold it down um, as you go over, you don't see any, um, of the barrels lying around, uh, where they would be on top. Um, though as the ship sunk, I guess it would be possible for them being lighter than the boat to have dispersed and hit the sand in various places around the ship. But they at least should be scattered around the wreckage of the ship if they are still here. I got a bad feeling yeah. about this. So what you're saying is they they probably didn't just sink. They probably were sunk by something and then the barrels were taken. That's not good. Yeah, um, what would you guys like to do? Um, for instance, Beast Boy, would you like to try to get a closer look at the ship? Um, the, yeah, so, the, I'd the, like to, to swim over to the ship and try and scout it out. Okay, yeah, the uh, the ship, um, so basically, like, you guys can kind of get a, a look, like, you know, doing a perimeter and looking with the, the strobe lights, and that'll help uh, Beast Boy out a little bit, but uh, Beast Boy's the only one who could, like, for instance, like, actually swim into the wreckage proper. So, as we've established, I can't, I can't go into the ocean, even though I can go into um, the ocean, right? No, 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 actually, so I will, so you, you have vacuum support. 
So you are actually fine as far as breathing, mm -hmm. but you will start to experience what you, um, you will start to experience the effects of the water pressure uh, after a certain point. Now you are resistant to bludgeoning damage, so that's you know you'll probably be fine for a while. But even worse than uh, that, I'd get all wet, and I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, the salt water, you know, it makes your hair kind of like sticky. Yeah, my hair gets all like... frizzy when it's when it's too wet. Yeah, yeah. Can I have my hand dried, Beast Boy? <sighs> um, your hand will start to experience the effects of water pressure. Oh, okay, then. And as a homunculus, it will die very quickly. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, are you trying to look around for stuff, uh, Beast Boy? Yeah, I uh, uh, kind of circle around it, and then I try and see if there's any, like, holes to go inside the ship to, like, investigate. Yes, indeed, there are, um, there are, uh, punctures in the side and great, like, gaping portions where the ship has broken open, and so you can, you can swim, uh, as a creature that size, you can swim into it fairly easily. I'll go inside. All right. Are you looking around for the barrels or anything specific? Mm. Um. Does it look like the puncture marks were like? I want to investigate the puncture marks. Does it look like the ship was attacked, or does it look like it was from just like wreckage from like sinking? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Go ahead and roll investigation. Stat. Somehow I doubt a shark has investigation, but you know. Beast <laughs> Boy doesn't either. Nope, it's intelligence then. Yeah, no, it just has perception. Which aren't you glad that as a druid you can keep your 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 oh, your, yeah. your own intelligence, even though some animals would have higher ones than yours. Jeez. Yeah, some some would have higher intelligence probably than well. Yeah, I have I have a score of nine, so that's not too bad. Well, that's pretty bad, but um, okay. Yeah, I mean it's slightly below fifty percent. A thirteen. Okay. That's that's not horrible. So um, you are swimming around at first. So first, when you swim around, you see the bridge of the ship. Um, the bridge of the ship has this huge portion that um has been like you don't like you don't see how it could have like like most of the ship the portions where the hull have been broken on like the the side of the bottom part of the ship seem to have been because it was pulled down and capsized and then like hit the ocean floor and like broke open in portions but this area on the bridge there's a big area uh, and you basically could like swim right into the side of the bridge because like the whole side of the bridge is like blown off and is like you don't understand how it could have been damaged just from the capsizing process this may have been an attack before the ship sank Ooh. all right so um i'm going to um start so the barrels are they gone you have not seen any barrels, so say for your investigation, 
you definitively you don't see any barrels on the top of the ship where you said they were and you haven't noticed any out in the sand um though i mean as as a shark you kind of have like a a, a natural sense of ocean currents a bit and they could have moved a bit from ocean currents theoretically but um and there's you're, none you're inside. Not sure. you, yeah you haven't you haven't noticed any do you want to go deeper like within the belly of the ship yeah okay so you swim uh into the ship uh through one of the openings on the side um aqualad you have some new visitors you don't know why they're here you don't know what they have to do with triton the criminal that you've been pursuing you know he sunk this ship you don't know if they're allies or enemies of his would you like to roll stealth or would you like to do something yes. else i'll roll stealth okay go ahead and roll stealth <laughs> okay that is a 10 um what is the passive perception on your reef shark uh beast boy let's see perception is plus two on a reef shark so that's mm -hmm. that'd be 12. 12? That'd be 12. yeah so as you are swimming in you swim in and you notice in the darkness this shadowy silhouette it tries to like like step like into like a a doorway in on the inside of the ship because like now you're swimming amongst like the actual like uh like you know halls of like the the under part portion of the ship uh, the below decks portion uh you see you can't really make it out um also i mean you are probably operating off of dark vision so everything kind of looks like gray tones anyway and it's very very dark down here, but you notice this thing. Shark has blind sight of thirty feet. I actually was mm. curious about that. I didn't know. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. So you you definitely sense the motion, and then you kind of look in that direction, and you do notice the shadowy figure moving, uh, the the water uh, rippling kind of around it as it tries to like take a step back into a hall. But you do you do notice it before it can do that. What would you like to do? Um, does it, 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 it's like, it can clearly see me, right? Uh, you believe it could, it reacted to you entering, and, um, it does, its shape is, like, humanoid. Okay. Um, I'm probably gonna go back to the ship and report this. Okay, so you just, like, turn around and, like, just start swimming out really quickly? Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that it thinks that that whoever this is. Okay, wait. Um... I mean, I okay. So at this point, um, Aqualad, uh, you notice a green reef shark. That's not normal. No. <laughs> and. Yeah, no, like, my first initial reaction, I, I turn around, I start, I, I'm trying to pretend to be a normal reef shark, even though I'm green. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you notice a green reef shark, it's not typical, uh, and it, I guess, Beast Boy is accurate that it just, like, like, turned around and, like, started, like, swimming out of the ship? Yeah. Okay. So, you notice this, um... I'm also worried there might be like a like a um, like an ambush waiting. So. <laughs> right, right. 
All right. Um, yeah, I mean, how do you how do you want to interact? Do you want to pursue or try to stop this uh, this reef shark? Call out to it or or anything? Um, yeah, I think I have. I think I have a spell that does that. Well, I mean, you can just talk to fish. Just as yourself. Oh, okay. Okay, I don't have to, like, cast anything. No. <laughs> okay, then in that case, I'm gonna be like, um... Hey, why are you green? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as... As, uh... As you shoot out of the... Sh- the, the, uh, the entrance of, of the ship uh, to try to warn your friends... Suddenly you kind of, like, hesitate for a moment, uh, Beast Boy, as you, um, as you hear this voice in your mind, and it says what you just heard, and, uh, and at that point, um, I'm gonna need the rest of you guys to go ahead and roll Perception. The, um, the crew, the, the T-Sub crew, go ahead and roll Perception. That's 21, baby. Oh no. Okay. So you guys are circling around um and you you catch uh you catch Beast Boy start to shoot out of the ship. And then you um a couple of you notice um there is a dark silhouetted creature approaching from behind the ship but you do notice it so it does not get a surprise round on you guys so i'm gonna ask for everyone to go ahead and roll initiative right now Um, that includes beast boy and aqualad because now we are in combat time so go ahead first of all and roll the t subs um initiative and um that has a plus seven roll it. Yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and roll it sideways. Alright, got it. When when he says that in my mind, if I think a response, does he hear it? Oh, I mean, do you think a response? Yeah. (laughs) Alright, what do you think? So, So he said, why are you green? I said, you don't just ask someone that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you you, you 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 hear the fish, which is now this is not really the manner in which fish operate. Like fish give off like empathic vibes when they talk back to you. This fish straight up says like you can't ask that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I ask, who are you? I'm Beast Boy, one of the Teen Titans. Who are you? Are the Teen Titans like a known name at this point? Um, I don't think so. If they had said Justice League, you would know it uh, because your king is part of the Justice League, but right. you, you don't know the Teen Titans. What, what's a Teen Titan? Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking he might be possibly a threat of what we're looking for at this point. <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's get the initiative together, and then um, I will... We can do all that. Alright, so let's do... There's a 22 for T-Sub. Nine! 
I'm slow. Wow, that's that's impressive. Um, Wait, are we rolling initiative one per last. person or just for? Um, if you would like to act, if you would like to try to figure out a way, now most of your turns will probably be irrelevant while you're inside the T-Sub, right. but if you think you could do something like with spells and stuff, feel free to roll your own initiative, and then I'll ask everyone each round if they think there's something they'd like to try, and that'll just keep track of the order of it. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have nothing you could do. Um... So whoever pilots the sub, I mean, I think you're going to have to use your action, own actions to pilot the sub. And then whoever is operating cannons, if they're going to fire that round, they're going to have to actually um, use their action for that. So in theory, if you guys want to use the seismic cannons, I believe at least the responsibility that the controls can be switched at any time. But uh, the responsibility was left to Raven um, to fire the side cannon. Raven the gunner? Oh, geez. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> so you say it was an action to maneuver it and an action to fire the side of the cannons? Um, I'm going to say no. It's not an action to move it, but like what it is is like a person has to pilot. So... So technically, one person could do all of this, but splitting it up, um, I guess, I mean, it makes sense in-game. I'm not exactly or sure if it makes sense mechanically, but uh, that is kind of the idea that um, whoever's piloting is piloting right now, mm -hmm. and whoever is shooting is shooting right okay. now. If you'd like to do something else when it gets to your turn, that's fine. But if you wouldn't, you'll have to decide at the top of the round, which is the T-sub. The T-sub gets to go first. Now, this thing is behind you guys, so the it is not within the line of sight. It's, it's just like a shadowy figure that you guys have noticed come up behind you. Um, but, yeah, so... I say uh, we light it up. Like, we, if anybody has fairy fire, now's the time. Okay, I got well, this. <laughs> uh so basically you guys so the T sub moves first and so whoever is controlling and that could be that could be anyone. So if like if Cyborg if you want to like cast Fairy Fire or something, you could like switch uh piloting controls to Robin or to someone else. Right. Robin can't do anything else, so I can take over the yeah. piloting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Basically any any of us on our turn can decide to use the, the yeah, now there are only a certain systems that are actually relevant, like piloting and guns are really the only relevant thing. Right. Um, like, like it doesn't, like, Starfire can't really do anything with, like, the oxygen tank meters. <laughs> Listen, I'm making sure uh, we all stay safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, yeah, what uh, what do you? Yeah, are you guys trying to move about to get a line to get a shot in on this thing? I'm gonna try and uh, maneuver the sub to get in line okay. with this unseen attacker. Yeah, you kind of you shift the sub around. Um, I'd say now the turning arc is kind of punishing, Why? but um. But 
it uh i mean you're fighting against like a a little little humanoid size person but you you get turned around and you're relatively aligned uh does someone want to fire the cannons this will be your action for this round to do so I mean, I don't know what this thing is. I'm not shooting it. Yeah. I'm going to cast Beast Speech so that I can talk to the only person that's actually in the water. Okay. <laughs> um, As we come now, around, do we see anything in the uh, floodlights? Uh, I'd say just roll Perception for that to get your floodlights aligned. So I guess that, that'd just be you, Robin. Just go ahead and do Perception. 25. 25. Okay. Um, Alright. So, uh, yeah, you do get a line of sight, and there's this creature from the Black Lagoon-looking motherfucker with a gold fork sitting there in the water. Wow, okay. Okay. Um, Raven casts uh, cast the beast speech or did beast speech yep. so I guess you're not firing uh, this no. round I'm gonna ask beast boy uh, I'm gonna be like what what is out there okay so here's the question though beast speech does allow you to talk to animals however there is like several hundred yards of ocean water and a submarine in we between the a... two of you do we have like a megaphone thing, like a speaker um, on the outside? Ah, <laughs> uh, like I guess my communicator. Say, or can I use the communicator? No, no the communicator is morphed into his form. It's not like external. I mean, I guess as a druid, as a druid, you can choose that technically. I think, like you can choose if your equipment is on. When you wild ship, you can choose if your equipment is on you on the outside or morphed inside your form. So do you want to have like a, a, a weird, I mean, although I, I wouldn't well, necessarily. I like, like a strap for a thing to hold my communicator. Yeah, like but a I little. Did I know that she can cast this spell to communicate with me? I mean, the real question uh, is, do you think Beast Boy would think of that? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he'd necessarily think about it. He went to go scout, but he didn't think of a way to communicate with us. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big sense. I would have probably someone like Robin roll intelligence to remind him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, the leader can roll intelligence to see if he yeah. led his team well. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's an 18. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, he has a little communicator. So basically he has like a strap and the the uh, the T-phone thing, which I guess it would make sense for it to be water resistant or proof, uh, is like... Would, would I need to press a button in order to speak into it or is it it's just a speaker, I thought? Like you... I don't know. Well, I mean, you can't speak into it anyway because you're a shark. Well, we're speaking shark here. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait, let's see. Beast uh, speech. Yeah, yeah, it's the, it, it's the speak with animals spell, so. Yep. 
Uh, I was I was going to say that is even it, if, like, am I speaking psychically? Because sharks don't like make that. This is yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, it's However it's magic. <laughs> Magic's communication. Yeah. I was going to say that even if uh, Robin didn't remind him, I would have tried it anyway, thinking that Beast Boy would be smart mm-hmm. enough to bring a communication. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say the issue is simply that. I think it is one of those, like, you know, kind of like Motorola phone type or like walkie talkie things. You have to press a button to speak into it. And that okay. is the clinch pin point for your flippy hands. They're flippers. Then I can, on my turn, turn into a, a giant octopus and press the button. Yeah, um, yeah, on cool. your turn. So, All right, yeah, so. I used my turn to ask Beast Boy what, what was out there. Okay. Um. All right, but the ship does the so the ship doesn't fire then this round because the person who was in Gunner's position didn't didn't do so. Uh, you guys could for next round you could switch controls or do whatever, but for this round it's just you get an eye on the enemy. All right, um, does anyone so? Um, Cyborg, a Starfire, or um, yeah, them. Uh, do you guys want to try to do anything? You do have line of sight on this thing. It's okay. about, uh, I'd say it's about a hundred feet away. You guys had to kind of do a turning arc and then get a line of sight on it. I mean, could I use my move speed to get just a little closer and use Cherry Fire? Your so move, can... your move speed. What are you talking about? You're inside of a, a ship. The the yeah, ship has the ship has already moved. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say the only thing I could think of really would be fairy fire just to yeah. light it up. Yeah. But I'm not quite close enough to be able to do that. Yeah. And you don't want to fire anything that has to physically come out of your your fingers and because it just hit the inside of the ship. Well, fairy fire is like a radius. It's like a transient effect. But like, if you want to fire firebolts or something, that wouldn't go very well. <laughs> um, so on that yeah. note, no, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I, feel like, yeah. I feel like to get around... Yeah, Starfire punches a hole in the ship and they all start driving. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the oxygen tank. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alrighty, so um, let's see what we've got here. Oh, actually, even before that, he gets to go because he also rolled a twenty-two, and he only just has less decks than the ship. But he, this thing, after you shine the light on it, it points its fork at you, and there's this these huge blasts, these two blasts oh. of like blinding white light. Um, I'm going to roll it to heat. Oh, it's violent. Okay. 14 and 2. Okay. Plus a... Here, I thought it was just a nice guy coming to say hi. Sheesh. Okay. So, he is firing at the front of the ship. The locations that he could hit are the... I mean, the hull and the or the forward seismic blasters but those are smaller um i think he's just going to do a general well i mean yeah we'll see we'll see what he hits because he's firing at the front 
you could hit either the forward seismic blasters. They're small little bits, though. They have higher AC. Um, they have an AC of 17. If he do doesn't make that, he might hit the um, the 17 hull. damage? No, no, no. I'm talking about the armor class right now. Hey, everyone. Um, sorry if that was a little bit of a weird spot to put the uh, commercial. Um, but there was a big gap, actually, in between what you previously heard up to this point and what is going on uh, for the rest of the, the episode. Um, that is because of an uh, internet connection failing on my end. Um, so we had to split this session into two different recording sessions. Um, a lot actually happened during that time. Um, uh, Paul and Krista actually got married. Um, we all went to Ohio. The whole crew was there, including Dylan, who plays Aqualad in this episode. And that was really fun. Um, but yeah, so if you basically um, notice anyone mention the fact uh, that it's been a while since we recorded, that's why. Um, so yeah, but regardless, I was able to make it all come together um, in pretty good fashion. So I hope that you enjoy the rest of the episode. And please, if you do enjoy our episode, please support us on our Patreon at Mind Theater Media on Patreon. Twenty-eight points of damage. So that blaster is offline. Oh no! Um, yeah, currently in Raven's cockpit. Uh, you see that status of the uh, right-facing, or uh, of the right-forward-facing uh, seismic blaster go red and X out. Right. Great. So, yep. And so that is Trident's turn. It is now... Do I see that happening? Uh, yeah, you would see this from the uh individual up there that they're shining their lights on you see a blast two blasts of light one shoots past the ship but the other one hits the front of it and there's this like uh yeah and there's this kind of small explosion on the front of the ship and it is your turn beast boy okay i am going to turn into a giant octopus um giant octopus fact um <laughs> oh yeah mating fact are... They are mollusks. They have blue blood. Um, they can detach their arm as a penis. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Okay. <laughs> They're very smart, and they are very introverted. Oh, yeah. Cute. Okay. I'm turning into a giant octopus so that I could press the button on the... Um, I forget what it's called. Um, the, the yeah, the T phone thing. The T phone. Um, I don't. I don't even know if this. <laughs> Raven, there's been a there, something shot at you. There's not a friendly. Like there's a guy out here, but he there's another guy and he shot something. I don't. That's, that's like when a kid like smacks their head against something, and then you're like, <laughs> oh, be careful. <laughs> it's like... I'm just like. Lasers. Um, 
I, I need to make it all bubbly. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm an octopus. What do octopus sound like? How the heck is that? Am I talking? Is not. Oh, you're talking via beast, uh, beast speech. So, like, basically, beast the octopus speech. is making whoa. whatever weird communications it it normally I'm, I'm would. I'm basically just bu- bubble talking, yeah. just like whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. But but it goes through the communicator, and Raven will understand it a little bit. Mm. So, yeah, I inform her. There's a guy, and I don't know what his deal is, but I just saw lasers, and I'm asking, "You okay, Raven? What what happened?" And um, yeah. where am I locationally? Do I respond so, on this turn, or? Hey. Uh, yeah, you can re- respond quickly on 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 the turn. Also, did I already fairy fire this thing? No. Okay, you are at almost the bottom of. Oh, the okay, beach. just checking. So I'm like, there's one guy, I don't know if he's friendly, there's another thing that just shot at you guys. To be, obvi- to be obvious. <laughs> My response is just, he took out one of our blasters. And I see, and then you hear a bunch of ruffling, or like, noise as I like, scramble over to grab Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Why are you grabbing Cyborg? I don't know, or well, somebody you... who's better with weapons. Oh, um, sheesh. Do you, if you want to swim out there in my cloak, you can. Okay, so where is the, did, where, how far away is the thing or the guy that shot the laser? Okay, the guy that shot the laser is probably, um, I'd say the... The T sub is pro was probably like flying over the wreckage, probably about, um, probably about fifty feet over uh, overhead. Um, uh, just because I mean the ship's pretty big. Um, well, not that high. Probably from the surface where you swam out at the bottom of the ship. Um, I guess. Well, actually, I'm gonna look up how how tall is a Cargo. Google says pretty dang tall. Yeah, pretty dang tall. I don't think this is kind of the same model. It might be. Um, yeah, those. That seems a little big. I'm gonna rule the ship. So they're a little above the level of like the top of the ship, and the ship is probably. I'm gonna say. At least. So I, I'm just gonna say a hundred feet, given how much you swam from me already. Uh, yes, and behind you is the mysterious person that you met in the ship. Okay. Um. Uh, did that take my action to talk in the thing, or do I still have an action? Uh, no. I just that was just That's a free uh, that, yeah. That was basically like the talk action. Okay. Octopus has three feet of 60 foot. So, I'm going to... D- can I see? Does he look like like a humanoid? Uh, the entity the above... The um, <clears throat> wait, which one are you asking about? The thing that shot the laser. Okay. That one, it's... Do I see where it came from? Yeah, well, it is currently fully illuminated by the forward-facing lights of the ship. And you can see it does from this distance. Yes, it looks like a humanoid, 
it looks like uh like kind of like you can kind of tell uh from the distance that it looks like a fish type person uh but humanoid and it has the thing it shot out of is glinting in the light with kind of like a gold metallic uh, uh light that's reflected okay and how is the guy in the ship with me responding to this does he seem like they're an ally the guy uh the guy behind you yeah the guy behind me well he hasn't reacted yet okay um i'm i'm gonna try and go for i don't want him to shoot at the ship again so i'm gonna go for the um the the guy with the that shot the laser i'm gonna um is it a gun? Is he holding a gun? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's like it looks like some sort of spear. Um oh, okay. Okay. Or, or something from distance. Okay, I'm gonna race towards him with my movement sixty feet. I'm going to shoot an ink cloud. A twenty foot radius cloud of ink extends around the octopus if it's underwater. The area is heavily obscured for a minute, although a strong current can disperse it. After releasing the ink, the octopus can use the das action as a bonus action. Hmm. So I'm going to squirt oh, a bunch of ink to, to disrupt its vision and shoot as a das action towards it so that I might be able to like grab him or, or stop him from shooting hmm. at the ship. Okay, so well, so you move 60 feet then, and then you do the ink thing. I don't think the ink would be in front of him. It's you said it's a twenty foot radius. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I don't think it would be. So he was a hundred feet away to start. So it wouldn't yet be obscuring his vision. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Would it be obscuring them, uh, like them from seeing? Um. What would it be obscure? Like I'm trying. It to it would so. It no one's within the radius currently, okay. but if the individual behind you, I mean, I guess for ease, I'll just say Aqualad. If Aqualad were pursuing that. behind you, then um, and like suddenly there would be a big uh. It would prevent him from fire. pursuing me. Well, it would at least prevent him from having line of sight. On you, I'll, I'll, like I'll in his next that. turn. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't know if this guy is friendly or not. So yeah. I don't want him to come after me. Gotcha. Alrighty. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, I yeah. I guess that that would that land me like right next to him. Yeah, you would be able to get right in front of. Okay, the, I I'll get right up to him. All right. You, at this distance, at the end of your turn, you see, yes, it is like this fish man, um, and he is holding this golden, like, fork-looking thing. It's like a spear, but it's got three. I don't even necessarily know that Beast Boy would know what a trident is, so it just looks like a fork I to you. Little <laughs> yeah, but you were like, oh, the big fork. The big fork! <laughs> um... Talking to the he's got a big fork. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's kind of startled to to see you. Um, 
And um, yeah, so that's your turn. So next is Starfire, who rolled superbly low given her her dex bonus. Oh, so also Aqualad saw me change from a reef shark into an octopus. Yes, yeah, I'll I'll explain all of that to him again. Uh, yeah. It's his turn. Um, yeah. So yeah, so Starfire, it is your turn. You're inside the ship. You have seen uh, sudden, like recently, the ship like like start like quaked as it was hit by uh, a beam of light, and uh, Raven started like yelling at Cyborg about the the uh, the weapon systems. Um, currently, everything is green on your end for the oxygen that hasn't been compromised yet. Okay. Uh, it was just the front of the ship that was hit. Um, so yeah, what would you like to do? Um, so, so what of the whole uh, Triton incident have I been able to w- witness with my eyes? Well, you saw this, uh, this, this creature show up, this humanoid creature. The ship turned about to face it, uh, and you thought we were, you guys were going to fire, but, but you didn't, and then um, it fired at you. And so you do see this like fish humanoid. Um, you know, like, uh, probably like 40 feet, uh, ahead of the ship and the seismic, uh, like in line of sight with like the lights on, like on it. Okay. Um, and pardon me if I, if I'm wrong, I think, I think we discussed this before the time jump. Um, but, Mm. uh, am I, am I able to breathe underwater? You are capable of, you don't require vacuum support. Uh, so your lungs basically, yeah, they can, they, you, you don't, who even knows if you have lungs, honestly, because like, yeah, you can operate underwater fine. However, you do, you would know that spacefaring is more about heat control and resistance to cosmic radiation. Right. Um, you would be knowledgeable enough about these kind of things to know that uh, at these depths or depths, um, yeah, at these depths underneath the pressure of an aquatic planet, um, basically you will start to sustain um, like damage from the, the pressure of the water, watery atmosphere. Okay, so I think that in preparation for this undersea mission... I've been hammering into my mind the fact that most of my friends will probably die if this uh, if this machine breaks. Right. Um, so um, I sort of have at running on a tab in the back of my mind, like, hey, if this hole breaches, you mm-hmm. gotta like clear things out and get everyone to the surface as soon as possible. Yes. Um, now so- I will say to that point, uh, I'd actually like you to roll nature. Okay. Um, nature. Do I have... I don't... I don't... Yeah, I don't have proficiency in that. Yeah, why would I have proficiency in that? Got... Uh, I got nine. Okay. Um... I would say... I was just hope... I was... Frankly, I was just hoping you wouldn't roll, like, five or less. So, (laughs) you don't know a lot about the details, but you, um, know that, like, uh, because... I mean, honestly, not a ton of planets have like as a 
like miraculously abundant water as earth does um and oceans but um there is a situation that you recall you don't recall the details something involving nitrogen in the bloodstream in in some humanoid types where if they ascend or ascend levels too quickly Uh they could die okay got it the bounds yeah all right. So, yeah, I mean, so I mean, that's generally the plan. Like, I'm I'm not going to, you know, yeah. uh, blast up there as fast as humanly possible, but just try gotcha. and get them to the surface as safely as quickly as possible. But right. um, all this is to say, taking up a lot of time on my turn where I'm virtually doing nothing, I'm just going to ready an action and attack action. Um, if, if anything breaches the hull, basically. Okay. Okay. So if anything like physically breaches the hull and reaches in, you. Okay. Yeah. Now, Cyborg, it is your turn. Alright. Can I see the shadowy humanoid figure? Yes. Now, it is full... This one... Oh, well, you can see the fish guy, who is fully illuminated. You heard distress... Like, uh, that Beast Boy has encountered something else, but as you look down in that direction, you just see, obscuring the line of sight to that direction... One, it's very dark outside of the beam of light, and two, there's like a big ink cloud. Okay. So you have not seen that one yet. Nice. But yeah, you do see this. Um, I think I said like forty feet away. You see this fish dude. Okay, it's a fish dude. Uh, yeah, fish humanoid. Dude. All right. Yes. Um, I'm have a some devices magnetically stuck to the outside of the sub. I am going to blast one out at that thing, and it is the Vortex Warp spell. It needs to make a constitution mm. saving throw. <laughs> okay, cool. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, hold on. Let me make sure I'm... Um... Oh, yeah. That's... that's that's it, It'll do what I want it to do. Okay. Alright. It rolled an 18. My spell save DC is... Well, I actually rolled a 19. Crap. A plus one. My spell save DC is me. Blast it all. Damn. Yeah, it didn't have a good bonus, but it had just enough to get past. Um, so... Yeah. Well, I would have succeeded on an 18 anyway. But, um... Lame. Yeah, so you try to affect it with this kind of, like, quantum technology, like, magical technology, and it just... It kind of, the space around it sort of shifts weirdly, but it seems to resist the effect. Alright. And I don't think there's really anything else I can do on my turn while I'm in the sub, is there? Okay, um, you could as, like, a free action now, uh, Raven kind of said, like, kind of panicked and, and, and pointed you out to the fact that one of the blasters is damaged, and she wants you, she seemed to want you to take control of the oh weapons. yeah i'll take control of uh okay of, 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 uh, wait take control of what the weapon system sure i got the weapon system all right so you've got that now all right but now else can grab bottom... it from me if they want to shoot something okay cool um all right now bottom of the round we have aqualad aqualad you saw this reef shark, this strange green reef shark, suddenly morph and change into an octopus 
and then shoot off and expel uh, a an ink cloud uh, to obscure line of sight to it. Uh, and it shot up. And now you did also see just before this, you noticed you noticed your mark. Yep. Triton, the criminal who you're looking for. And he seems to be hostile to this group of of surface dwellers in their submarine and has damaged it. Um, so you can pursue. Um, you have the octopus created an ink cloud, so you don't have direct line of sight. However, you can move plenty quick to circumnavigate that uh, quickly if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna go around. I'm I'm still going after. A, I know his name, right? The my mark. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 Triton. Yeah, he's a, a dangerous criminal. Yeah, I was about to say like I I just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah, he's not just like a vague fish guy to me. I know him. Um, yeah, yeah. Him. I'm gonna try to swim close to him. And all right. Yeah. I may just go for an unarmed strike if I'm close enough for that. All right, yeah. So you're just gonna punch him. You don't want to harm him too much. Yeah. You just want to punch him. Yes. Okay. Is a twelve. Uh, that will not hit. However. Oh, okay. Could I use my weapon this time? Uh, you. I'll say yeah. Sure. You okay. just kind of quickly whip out. You swing a haymaker at uh, at Trident, who ducks, and then you uh, you pull out your rapier. You're not messing around. Um, but you rolled a 15, so that will hit him, mm-hmm. and uh, so it, it automatically rolled your, your damage dice, it looks like. Um, uh, so 13 points of piercing damage to Triton. Trident. I keep calling him Trident. What the hell? <laughs> um, damn it. Uh, okay. He wants to attack the surface world because he's mad about who his uh, daughter's dating. Yeah. You thrust your... using a rapier, correct? Yes. Yeah. So you thrust your rapier in, um, and it stabs through him. God. Do you want to do a Divine Smite on that hit? How do I do that? Uh, basically you just, um, when you hit with a melee attack, you can choose to do Divine Smite, which is usually an extra 2d8 radiant damage on top of whatever damage you've done. Okay, yeah, Um, I'll do that. And, yeah, so, uh, now, um, okay, yeah, so you'll do that? Yes, oh, Um, I found it. Uh uh, and you can do even more if you spend spell slots. Okay, so nine extra points of radiant damage. That is actually okay. So here's what happens. So everyone, you see this. Suddenly, there's this whoosh of like rapid movement, and it's actually strong enough to probably create a current to dissipate the uh, or to start to dissipate the ink cloud um, as this other entity it bursts with incredible speed into the line of sight of the ship with the lights you see this uh individual this humanoid uh clothed in blue 
glinting kind of like chainmail elastics. Uh, and he swings a fist at the fish person and then pulls out a sword that stabs into it. And then half a delay, late, like, like half a second delay, there's this burst of divine energy. And uh, the creature uh, is blasted back, yelling in pain, like out of the line of sight. It is, uh, you think you got him. It could have been overkill, but you were told Trident is extremely dangerous. You shouldn't hold back. Um, So basically he is blasted off into the water and everyone kind of loses sight of him in the darkness as he descends down uh, to the ocean floor. Um, So that is uh, that turn. Um, Yeah, so that is your turn. That's your action. Uh, Would you like to do anything as a bonus action? Um, did I, uh, did I detect good and evil on this crew last time? Uh, you haven't yet. That is, um, let's see, detect good and evil, uh, is that a bonus action or an action? Oh, that might just be an action, yeah. Yeah, that's an action. Okay. So you could do that next turn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Um, yeah, you can do that next turn, but now you turn, kind of look over your shoulder at the, uh, submarine and the octopus in between you yeah, and the submarine. I'm, I'm very, startled. very interested in the shark that became an octopus. Yes. You, be. yeah, you, you can use a uh, free action to communicate, uh, under the water. You don't suspect right. that the individuals inside the sub will be able to communicate with you that way. But you can communicate with the octopus. Yeah. I ask, uh, who are you? I told you I'm Beast Boy with the Teen Titans. Who, who, who are you? How did you do that? All right. Um, I think with that interaction, um, before you can interact more, uh, things will progress uh, a little quicker quickly um so basically it goes to the submarine round uh basically robin uh as far as piloting goes you now have this individual this unknown uh individual it he looks to be um he is uh appears to be male um uh like elven uh black long hair um probably um just under six feet um and he is surviving fine outside of the with no pressurized suit or it it doesn't appear that he has any breathing apparatus and he blasted the uh the more even more aquatic-looking humanoid off into the darkness. What would you like to do? So, when he blasted him into the darkness, did it seem like he might have taken him out, or do we think he's still out there? Um, you didn't get a bead on him, um, 
but like it was very fast, but you are not, so you're not sure. You can't imagine that a creature of that size would, would fare well against that kind of strike. You suspect he is either very injured or, or just outright he's, he's done. Okay. Um, I go on the communicator. Beast boy, is he friend or foe? If he's foe, wave your arms twice. Alright. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess... arms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess Beast Boy, uh, I don't know if you would know how you feel about his status as friend or foe. I'm unsure. Alright. Okay. Before you can respond... the guy who shot a laser. Right. So before you can, um respond then um as you are waiting for a response from beast boy suddenly you all sense there's a suddenly there's like a light from behind that illuminates quickly and then there's a you you guys see a beam shoot past you from behind and below and then there is um there is uh, an impact on the bottom of the ship. Um, uh, unnervingly, the kind of the back and bottom portion is where the oxygen tank uh, section is. Uh, so, do we have a breach? <laughs> um, you do not have a breach in the hull yet, as of yet. Oh no! But you will be receiving some damage to the. Um, to, yeah, to the uh, oxygen tanks. Oh no! Oxygen tanks have a an arm. Um, oh, actually, no, that wouldn't have hit. Uh, the oxygen tanks have a higher armor class. Um, it was just in my mind. Yeah, no. So basically, there are some impacts, but they are superficial. And then there's like a beam that, uh, like, that shoots past. Uh, but from like the from from like to the left and down and below, and uh, so yeah, you ha- do not have a line of sight on where that was because the ship is facing the right direction. And okay. looking out into the darkness, I guess from the ship's position, um, any individuals on that side of the ship who kind of look down uh, with dark vision, whatever your radius for dark vision is, is what you could see. But um, otherwise, um, you know the direction that the that the lasers came from, or that these force blasts. Okay. Um, so that with that, uh, Beast Boy, it is your turn. Suddenly, there was a flash of light. More beams went off from down below and almost at the ship. Um, Question and, really fast. Yes. Since I didn't actually take an action for the sub at all. Can I start evasive maneuvers right away then, as an action, like the dodge uh, action? Yeah, certainly. Kind of, what direction are you trying to go? Are you trying to go down and away, or trying to go up and away? Or... I'm going to try and go a little bit up and away, but in such a way that I'm trying to also get a line of sight on where it's coming from. Okay. Yeah. So um, as that happens. 
you've been kind of ready uh, for your operation of the, yeah, it's more like an action, a held action than, than like a movement action when you're controlling something like this, I feel. Um, so you suddenly, you instinctually, you, you uh, pull on the, uh, on the controls and um, rev up and you pull up and you start to strafe around to try to pull the beams of light uh, towards the direction of the uh, of the lights. Now, go ahead and give me um, a perception check to uh, get a get a pin on on the location. So where my perception? Um, just straight perception roll. I don't have dark vision. Um, this is just yeah, but to follow the light. Yeah, it's you're trying to follow the light. It's more of based off of the positioning of the of the shooter. Okay, that's a fifteen. 15. Okay, I think um, with that you will be able. You shine down, and on the surface of the uh, a different direction than you saw him last, but you see the fish humanoid person with his trident in hands um with outstretched uh you catch the glint and then you move like quickly like jerk back the light and so you do have a bead of light on him once again cyborg as soon as you can take the shot all right so now we have um beast boy it is your turn the ship suddenly veered away as it was shot at by um by uh the laser things, and you are there in front of uh, this other mysterious individual. Okay, so he, the the guy with the trident fork um, mm. that he attacked, did he disappear? Is he the he other dis- one? He well, the one you saw, it he disappeared like into the darkness. They like shooting off. But but it's yeah, but it seems that like. I mean, now suddenly he seems to be over, like on the opposite side, okay. and has like, fired. Like, like maybe I think he like teleported, or it was a, like a like a different guy, or mm-hmm. yeah, anything could be possible. Okay. Um. Yeah, and also Robin asked me if this guy's friendly, and mm. I yeah. don't know. Uh, I will shrug as. As an octopus. As an octopus. Mm-hmm. So that is one arm wave, I guess. Yeah. Um. And. So he, um, if as far as the distance goes, he's on the surface of like like the bottom of the ocean. He's like kind of swimming down there. Yeah. Um, yeah. How far so, away? Is- and you do see the light on him. Um. Now it is back down to the surface, so it's probably uh, equal or greater distance. Uh, I'll just say it will take either a dash action to get right up to him this turn, or it'll take two rounds. All right, I will. I will take the dash action, and I will try and get up to him. Well, okay. So we have one blaster down, mm-hmm. but we still have other blasters on the ship, right? Yeah, you you would have you have you had two blasters to start. Okay. Uh, and does he look like he's going to shoot again? Yeah. Never mind. I'll 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 go dash up to him. 
Keep it simple. I'll dash up to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you will dash up to him. So you are now in the space. You're like you guys see uh, the green octopus uh, that is Beast Boy in your line of sight. Now, now it's kind of risky to fire um, because he's there, but you could still try. Um, so, can I get to the side of him so that mm. like I don't want to be like blocking? Well, whatever. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, you could, like, come up behind him, and hopefully you don't get hit, but you still maybe could. Be yeah. ducks out of the way, and you get hit. Um, okay, so... Um, yeah, I might have forgotten about Raven. <laughs> um, That's okay. A <laughs> uh, lot of moving parts. This is, like, who the hell has done, like, an underwater submarine fucking combat? Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, pretty soon we're gonna have Spelljammer, and it'll that'll be probably yeah. deal with 3D combat. Uh, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, it was a twenty. Okay, so before Beast Boy had moved, actually, um, uh, Raven would have got you would have uh, Ra- Raven you would have gotten to do something. Okay. So yeah. Um, at, at that point you like the, the ship is aligned with this new target and then up by where beast boy is, is this mysterious individual who at least seems to be hostile to the, um, the fish guy who attacked you. Okay. So like, if I go to a window, what can I see? You at this point, um, in the darkness far away up ahead, you can kind of make out where Beast Boy and uh, and this mysterious individual were. But if you look out in front of the ship, you see illuminated in the light uh, the um, mysterious fish person. Okay. Can I, can I cast Cause Fear? Uh, you can. Um... <laughs> old classic uh, I'm sorry I I just don't know what else to do at this point right um, at this point so he is about I'll say the ship has come up on him with the lights and I'll say you kind of get um, yeah you could do cause fear now what is the would I assume that he's blinded or can, would I assume that he can see me let's start there Cause fear has a sixty foot range, so you could get him in that range. Um, now, as to that, you'd probably assume that he has very adept low light vision if he is adjusted to living at down at these depths. So he'd probably be blinded by the floodlights. Um, he's not liking them. He has his hand up, but he he was not explicitly blinded as per the condition. Okay, here's one more question. Is he holding a weapon? He is. I think I'm actually going to just try to telekinesis and pull the weapon out of his hand. Okay, let me see. And, like, toss it somewhere. Maybe. Okay, telekinesis is also 60 feet. So, you... Okay, so go ahead and make an ability check. Uh, It is going to be a d20 plus 10, because that's your wisdom. Okay. And he will make a contested strength check to try to hold on to it. 
You rolled an 18, a valiant effort, but unfortunately your telekinesis is strong enough as the trident is wreathed uh, in uh, dark energy and you pull it away from him. Do you just want to move it uh, the, uh, 30 feet I'm gonna, uh, away? Is he 60 feet away? Yes. Okay, I'm going to move it. Yeah, the maximum um, that I can, but I'm going to move it so that it's in line with one of our blasters. Okay. So if he tries to retrieve it, we could just blast him. All right, cool. So you're kind of baiting him to, to come after it. Yeah, and I let Cyborg know to, to be ready to blast him. All right. I think that's my move. I don't think I can do anything else. All right. Yeah, good move. Um, all right. So then it's Beast Boy who would rush in uh, near him. He doesn't have a weapon now. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and you're there. Starfire, it is your turn. Okay. So what... Uh, so what, what is it, what is it in my, like, line of sight here? Um, in your line right, of sight... Some, some very yeah. 3D chess, and oh, as you definitely. know, like, I in two dimensions. Right, you know, gosh, I thought you were, like, an eldritch being or something. Why don't you see in more dimensions? Oh, no, I'm surprised. Uh, Eye troubles are the main thing, though, even though I've got 10,000 of them. Yeah. Um, okay, so, basically, you see within... Uh, the main thing you see is this guy, uh, this fish dude down below the ship. Uh, the ship's kind of at an angle, angled downward to the ground. And uh, he's there on the ground. Um, and he has just had his uh, weapon pulled away from him. And he, um, uh, yeah, he's there kind of deciding what he's going to do next, it seems. And then... Um, up above, kind of in the darkness, uh, maybe you can see with your dark vision, like on the outskirts of your dark vision, um, you could kind of know the direction where that mis other mysterious figure was. But Beast Boy has also come down there, and he is in the same general area as the enemy. How far away are Beast Boy and the other mysterious figure? Uh, well, Beast Boy is now down in the same area as, as the fish guy, as Trident. Mm -hmm. uh, right. But the other one hasn't moved uh, to where the fish guy is yet. He's still up there. Okay. So, um, but like in feet, in feet, how far away? Oh, Beast in Boy? feet, uh, Beast Boy is probably like 40. Hmm. Okay. That's kind of the safe operating distance to have, uh, to have the floodlights on while still being able being able to fire from a distance like that's kind of you could be farther away you could be closer but closer than an enemy will so yeah just assume if if robin gets a bead on on someone again with the floodlights that he's getting as close as possible for accuracy of shot but he is not getting too much closer than 40 feet uh right. just because it's it you know basically the if you're within 10 feet it's like the seismic cannons can't hit you and then if you're uh if you're too close they just move out of the range of the um of the lights the beams of light and then they can someone could just fucking like swim around you in a circle <laughs> and you won't be able to really tell where they are okay um well then in that case 
I am going to do what I can, and I'm going to cast Hold Person on the fish creature. Okay. All right, he has to make a wisdom Stay save. Um, he makes a wisdom save. Did we decide that was how we were doing it, that we were using my wisdom modifier? Yes. Well, I mean, it's a wisdom save for him regardless, but like this kind of spell casting, yeah, I think is, is not based off of your, your physical okay. I just, I just couldn't remember where we landed on that. That's not yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So he will have to make a saving throw. He rolls a nine, though. I think that might act, or a ten with his bonus. Regardless, I beat him then. Yeah, you beat him. So he actually is held. Yep. Um. All right. He is held. Suddenly, his his arms kind of like like clamp to his sides, and he starts struggling and like trying to swim, but he just kind of drifts uselessly as he just can't really move. So my um, spell paralyzes him for the duration, mm. and at the end of each of his turns, he gets to make another wisdom save. All right. Sweet. So you have paralyzed him. Um, all right, Aqualad, yes. you can now burst over to where Trident is, if you would like. Yes. Also, can uh, does Trident count as somebody I can communicate with with my fish? Yes, and he is also capable of communicating in a similar way with, okay. with aquatic creatures. Yeah, it's, it's he been a while since I yeah. saw the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, you basically... you burst over uh like with another blinding like movement of speed you guys see the other individual burst forward and look to the fish person um yeah what would you like to do um so i see that he doesn't he he's not showing any signs of damage um yes now that you see him he doesn't like you do not see the wound that you inflicted on his chest and he he's like he can't he seems to be unable to move at the moment probably some some magics from these uh service dwellers i ask him uh how did you do that <laughs> um okay let's see uh hold person when you're paralyzed i think you can only speak falteringly so i oh, think he mentally. is oh mentally yeah no he'd be fine so mentally he he kind of goes he just starts to he smiles and he just starts to laugh. <laughs> okay. Um, Good talk. Yeah. Um, I I kind of want to figure this out, so I don't know if I want to deliver like another blow mm. to it. Right. But... And he and and he does seem to be incapacitated. Yeah. It wouldn't be a very honorable thing to, to right. just like off him. Yeah, I I turn to the octopus and I'm like, "Listen, we need to get this guy to my base since you have him incapacitated." I I nod, or no, <laughs> no. I, I I can. Yeah, yeah you you can communicate. Nods. I'm like, I can help. All right, all, all right. right. Your friends okay? Um, I hope so, but we should take this guy to authorities. What? What is your base? I'll explain to you, I'll explain to you when we get there. We can repair their ship too. All right. Um uh I get, can I signal Raven? Yeah. With... Okay. Um uh, I basically relay that information to them. 
All right. Yeah. So Raven, you've kind of received that that apparently this this individual is friendly and he has a place, a safer place to go. Uh, with He's offered the, to repair our ship. Yeah. Now, would you guys like to do anything extra to try to maintain the um, like any restraint on on the fish individual? I would like to grapple him as an octopus. All right. So you okay. also wrap around him as an octopus and um and i'm sure that uh you know uh aqualad if you'd like you could get a firm arm yeah. on him as well um so he's kind of grappled restrained and paralyzed uh at least for the time being and yeah so you guys uh yeah i guess uh it's kind of robin's call like do you want to follow this individual he seemed to be fighting against the your attacker um, do you trust to follow him? Everyone, just keep your wits about you. I'm going to trust Beast Boy, Beast Boy on this. And we'll, we'll follow him and try and get some repairs done. All right. So you follow him for a while, and eventually you guys reach a, um, a cave. Uh, it's plenty big for the ship to get into. And as you... Um, as you start to go through this, the cavernous systems uh, led by by uh, your new ally, it seems, um, eventually it rises up uh, to a surface, and you the the T sub uh, comes up above water in an underwater cave, a pocket of air uh, trapped by the rock. Um, and so you guys could all get out, um, if you would like. I get out immediately, and instead of exploring, I just start inspecting my baby. Yeah, you kind of like you like like run over like the top of the uh, of the sub, and you kind of start inspecting the one like that uh, the seismic blaster, which took a lot of technical work, is just kind of busted. Um, it's been blown off. My, uh, it's oh only no. a few pieces are left. My my, um, my hand switches out with one of those vague tools and cartoons that just starts yeah. shooting energy and repairing things like a torch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also known as my mending spell. Gotcha. Um, yeah, certainly. So you kind of start to... It's mostly the problem is like most of the blaster is gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so it need to be replaced with suitable components or a replacement weapon. Um, so are we in Aqualad's cave now? Yeah, you are in Aqualad's cave, and he. So Aqualad, you start to drag a trident uh, with the octopus around him uh, onto the shore. Yeah, Do, uh, that, that doesn't matter. I'm. I've got a business question, and it's how hot is Aqualad? Okay. Yes, uh, Aqualad is. Let's see. I think the technical term would be absolutely dreamy. Okay. All right. Are we basically bring yeah. Dylan in a wetsuit? <laughs> no. That's totally hot. <laughs> absolutely. As hot, I would, as hot as that would be, you know, maybe it's not quite as hot as that, but it's it's pretty steaming. I would yeah. respectfully like my eyes to turn into hearts and uh throw <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. Certainly. Um, they, they, they do, uh, Raven, you kind of, you feel some stirrings, but you're like, mm, 
I, you know, I'm just trying. I'm trying to simultaneously, if it's not obvious, respect the show, what the show established, but also in the show char- they both get hard eyes. Yeah, but also kind of like you know, like I accept the the canon that that Charlie has put in place of Raven kind of being like kind of indifferent to that sort of thing. Wait, what canon did I establish? <laughs> oh, a long time ago, you were like. She might be sort of asexual, but you're not sure if you want to be on it. I mean, mm. that can still equal hard eyes. It's just, you know, yeah, not, yeah. not sexual. You think I'm a sexual. Well, do you have hard gotcha. eyes? I think that's what we're trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah. I if something's going to be important cat. <laughs> I have hard eyes, but I, like, close my hood so that no one can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do, I, do I have some sort of, like, uh, somewhere to, like, imprison this guy in my base um so not really now you could gather some like strong kelp and and oh, make yeah. some rope or we we have a bunch kind of, of cool me and tram have a bunch of tools right yeah yeah you could fashion some yeah. restraints i think you would probably at least have some uh some some atlantean uh cuffs to put in there okay yeah so i'm gonna yeah. do that first priority yeah. Yeah, so you kind of start to pull him onto the 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 beach of the cave, and uh, yeah, Tram is probably in the back somewhere. You could call out to him to come. Robin's going to run him. over and try and help him drag it up on shore. Okay. All right, oh, thank you. Hey, Tram, um, would you mind giving these guys a hand with their ship? All right, you guys see uh, coming out from around uh, us the lag. My whichever one's on the bottom, um, you see this little fish person, this little Kuatoa uh, person come out, and they're like, oh, and he runs, he uh, runs over to a to a pile of scraps and starts digging around in them. Oh yeah, and he runs up with some cuffs, and he runs up and he cuffs uh, the the larger fish person. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm uh sorry if I came off as rude earlier when I was mid-fight. Um, I'm Aqualad. I'm from Atlantis. This is uh, my mechanic and friend Tram. And this is Trident, who has been causing a lot of problems for my people. So that's why I wanted to bring him here so I could get him to the Atlantean prison. I turned back into Beast Boy, and I'm like, there's Atlantis? Oh, yeah, you haven't heard of us? <laughs> oh, yeah, d- I might have gone over this last time. Do I know of the Teen Titans? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, uh, we went over it. You know okay. of the Justice League. Okay. You don't know of the Teen like, Titans. They're not the big team- enough. So, you guys are a boy band. <laughs> Robin kind of, like, winces <laughs> immediately. <laughs> There are girls in this band, too. Oh, I see that. Hi, I'm... Well, I already introduced myself. Well, it's it's nice to meet you, Aqualad. Uh, as, as I can see, you've heard that we're called the Teen Titans. Uh, I'm Robin. Uh, that's Cyborg over by the ship. We got Starfire and Raven over there. And then I, I think you've already met Beast Boy. Beast Boy, that explains things. I yeah. I saw a shark turn into an octopus, and I was like, "What?" That's me. I can do that. 
That's awesome. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm fr- I'm pretty awesome. Anyway, thank you for helping me uh, catch this guy, but I don't know how he re- completely recovered from every blow I've I've put on him, and he's showing up in all these places. Yeah, who who is this guy? You you said you know him. Yeah, his um, name. On that note, you could actually give a you have a holographic projector and you could actually give like a uh, yes. a presentation if you want. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. Um, <laughs> so I press my button on the projector and I'm like press your button. Mm. Yeah. So basically you you got you lead them over to uh this this like kind of big like projector thing and it shows these images and they um and as basically it goes through like a slide of like holographic images of trident stealing things from atlantis and like terrorizing uh its citizens and stuff and you can basically explain uh the information across to the team that um he's one of the worst criminals in atlantis just very incessant and annoying um he has a huge ego uh, and claims to be perfect in every way. And he seems to have gained a new power recently that has been reported to... In reports, it almost seems that he is capable of being everywhere at once. And as you tell the team this, uh, Robin and and some of the others, you recall that that is similar to the reports of when he attacked the um, the cargo ship. That he seemingly was everywhere at once, um, coming up from all directions. So you had he's been attacking the surface now. It seems like he's he's had enough of Atlantis, maybe. Uh, but this this ship was definitely carrying something that not all ships are carrying. It was a uh, toxic waste, if I remember correctly. Huh. I don't know what he would want with that though. No, I he is just kind of sitting there glumly, and but he's like I'm has gonna, like this smile on his face as he's. Just I'm gonna interject out. here and just be like, "Have you tried asking the trident?" Yeah, <laughs> briefly. I don't think he's gonna give us much, are you? <laughs> Why would I give such inferior creatures any information? I'm gonna walk up to him. And I'm going to take his hand and I'm just going to say, I'm going to make puppy dog eyes and say, please. <laughs> and he goes, ha! He's like, trying to seduce me, are you? You? No. <laughs> that was not what I had in mind at all. I'm just going to inch back quietly behind the group and disengage. And, and Aqualad, you said he seemed like he didn't take any damage from. That strike you did? It didn't look like it. I look at him. I know I I pierced him and he fell. So I'm not sure, but maybe we can all get to the bottom of it together. Raven, our enemies keep what is the word? Sexualizing me. <laughs> I hate men. <laughs> Rowan kind of just like I puts his hands I'm up, like really. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Robin's like, 
even me fingers like together emoji. Me? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You thought this was going to be the underwater episode? It's the sexism fighting episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I'm, I'm staring yeah. at the weird fish guy and I'm just like making weird fish faces at him and I'm just like, what is that? Stop <laughs> polite to stare. Um. Okay. So, Trident? Trident is your name? Yes, and Trident is my game. For some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you yeah. uh, can you heal yourself? Is that why you could take such a blast? Why would I tell you about my abilities? Raven, er, Robin, everyone heals themselves. Like, slowly. Robin whips out a boomerang and stabs it into Trident's leg. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead and, if you want, you can, uh, you can use that opportunity to, like, roll intimidation, probably with advantage, because you are legitimately inflicting violence against him. <laughs> okay, what's my intimidation? My intimidation is not much, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll also, go ahead and roll, uh, like, I think it's like yeah, the battering or like damage. Eleven. Uh, oh, that's the intimidation roll. And then where yeah. the battering go? There they are. Yeah. Oh, you. I, I'd give you advantage because you are hurting him actively. Like you're not bluffing. <laughs> <In his eyes. laughs> um. I don't currently see. Hmm. So they operate like boomerangs. So whatever boomerangs do, they do, and they can do as melee attacks with slashing damage. So I'm going to assume my... It's going to be my... It, would this be a dexterity one then? A dexterity attack? Or yeah, you be... can... Yeah, they're like monk weapons, so you can use it. So basically, when... They're like... Um, they're like daggers. It's 1d4. Oh, perfect. Um, do I need to roll through the attack? Since I'm right on top of him and he's restrained. Uh, and... No, I, I don't think so, no. <laughs> you just have him in the light. <laughs> I don't think he's going to move that fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's D4 plus 5. Plus dex. So but... that's... Uh, okay, so that's 7. 7 points of damage. Alright. 7 points of damage. You suddenly, maybe to some of you guys, is shocked. Uh, Robin just fucking like stabs him in the leg with a batarang, and um and yeah, and he yells out in pain. Ah, God damn it! That was my favorite leg. <laughs> I look at Robin um, and I'm like, "Why did you do that?" I, yeah. I pull the boomerang and and just stare at the the wound. You, he, it bleeds. What color is his blood? <laughs> oh god. Um hmm. I don't know. Maybe like I could is just it say blue red. Like an octopus? <laughs> it green could be blue. like it could be like blue or green, probably. If normally I'd green. be I'd be put off by that sort of intimidation, but Trident's really been bugging me. <laughs> so I'm yeah, kinda like yeah. not not the tactic I would have used, but 
Well, in the yeah. amount of time, so as they've all, as they're all like talking and stuff like that, mm. has it been about the amount of time that when he got blasted away? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's been several minutes. It's been longer than the encounters of the battle. Oh, oh. Since you stabbed him. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh well, if you stand there and wait to see if it heals, um, it yeah. does not. Definitely not within like, like a few seconds. Like when he seemed to be back up. He's, well, it doesn't look like he's. It doesn't look like he's able to regenerate himself. So if he could teleport, he would have done it by now. <sighs> he's kind of like he doesn't look happy. He's starting to like. Well, I guess he doesn't sweat, but if he did sweat, he'd be sweating right now. Um, and he's just kind of looking around, like, nervously about what you guys might do next. He didn't think... Are you sure he'd... he doesn't, like, have a team? A team? You mean there's more than one trident, but who all look exactly alike? Uh, Raven, with your passive insight, and probably maybe even Robin... Uh, with yours, you notice he kind of flinches when that proposition is um, is given. Hmm. So you might have a team of yous? Sorry, I'm sorry, what did you say? I was like, so Robin's like, a team of, well, you? Or a team of people that look like you, Trident? He looks around, he looks at your Burgerang still dripping with his blood, and he knows he's in a pretty serious situation. Uh, and so he says, Yes, you have gotten it right, actually. I stole that toxic waste from the cargo ship in order to create clones of myself so that I may have the numbers to overthrow Atlantis. A brilliant plan, only possible through one such, such, with such perfection as myself. Where are you doing this? He kind of breathes heavily. Uh, uh. He, he's, like, clearly struggling between, like, the choice between, like, giving up himself, essentially, the plan, and his own selfishness. And then he finally seems to give in and say, We have another cave, like this one. I could lead you there, but only if you promise to let me live out of all of them. I am the original, after all! How do you know you're the original at this point if you made so many clones? Well, he could have been the, the first guy to... What? Robin, like, Robin, like, shoots you and shoots Aqualad a glance, like, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, wait. What? Of course I am the original. I, I have all of my memories. I know who I am. And he kind of, but he seems to like be getting even more agitated at that proposition. Like, and, uh, and yeah, he, he's not seem pleased. I mean, I mean, I guess we could, we could help you out if you, uh, would be willing to show us, you know, where your cave is. But, uh, I feel like, 
if you don't know you're the original, maybe we should talk to, you know, the actual you. I am the actual me! <laughs> he starts, like, struggling, like, and, like, against his bonds. He's like, ah! You pathetic humans! Just, I will lead you to the cave. I will show you where it is. I will tell you about our patrol routes. Patrol routes so you can avoid detection before then. Uh, Please, you must let me live. You must let me be the survivor. I look at the rest of the group and say, you guys want to talk over there? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's just talk about this. Tram, uh, keep an eye on that. Oh yeah. Kind of want to go out of earshot of the guy. Yeah. Um. So we just walk to another part of the room. I go. Mm-hmm. He seems sincere but unstable. Should we take him up on his offer? If there's an army of them, I think we. We might have to. We are not traditionally in the habit of executing our captured enemies. Oh, no, I wouldn't actually... If they are clones, do they count as one person, or are they many different? I'm not interested in executions, but if that's what he has in his head, maybe we roll with it. I mean, if he's got a whole army of himself, uh... That sounds kind of like a trap. He's going to lead us to his cave where there's, like, tons of him? What other option do we have? Do we have anybody who can figure out whether the trident is lying? I mean, as... As someone who has a little bit of uh, experience in thinking that, you know, striving for perfection, um, it seems like he's telling the truth, but he also seems very egotistical about it. So I don't feel like he's, the way he's been acting, I think he's sincere in wanting to be the best. I think we can bank on that. Raven, can you perhaps read his mind? <laughs> uh, no. Wait. Uh, <laughs> I, I, actually, I think you do have... Wait, can I? Can I, read I think his I did. Mind? <laughs> yeah, I think I did give you detect thoughts. Yeah. Um, let me look. And you, you even brought it up in a in the last in um in switched, like when you were trying to talk to your Raven. Raven's just like I don't want to look. You're right. I do have it. <laughs> yeah. I okay. So scratch scratch that. Um, hmm. I guess he wants to be the very best, just like Ash. Without a word, I just walk over to him and cast the tech thoughts. Okay, so... Our, Raven has, our friend Raven has boldly entered the pervert's mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is red-faced under her cloak. Because, how embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm contemplating how much of the Johnny I should pull. Um, you don't want to go that far. <laughs> so, okay, so basically, um, so he has to make a saving throw. I don't even think he can save. This is actually like a really disturbing, like, like degree of like just mind effery, considering like he could not even save against the spell, considering how high your DC is. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, 
Um, let me pull up. So initially you could learn the surface thoughts without him even needing to save, but you choose to dig deeper, in which case... Um, okay, so you gain insight into its reasoning, if any, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind, such as something it worries over, loves, or hates. Um, it He is aware that you are probing into his mind, and he can... Um, try to push against it so basically he each of his turns after this he um can make a contested intelligence check contested by your intelligence check um and if he succeeds the spell will end but at least for a couple turns you can uh get some thoughts out of him um something you know and you could mention before you even attempt this is that questions verbally directed at him during this time will naturally shape the course of his thoughts. Um, so this spell is effect, uh, particularly effective as part of an interrogation. So basically like Robin could say, where's the cave? And then he'd think about the cave. Okay. Like without being able to stop himself. I, before I cast the spell, I tell people to interrogate him. Okay. So yeah, I mean, Robin, do you want to interrogate him? Do you want to be the one? Yeah, as soon as the as soon as it'll start, I'll uh I'll start asking questions then. Okay. So um basically you um yeah, so what are you asking him first as you start to well, first I'll I'll tell um kind of what Raven initially gets. So you get insight into his reasoning. He is entirely egotistically motivated. He is obsessed with himself. And in that regard, um, as to his emotional state, he is extremely fearful that his life will end in this situation. He does not, like, that is, and, or that he will be harmed in some way. Basically, any infraction against himself is extremely anxiety-inducing for him. Um, uh, even more so than you would expect from anyone who's just trying to preserve their own life he is and he's very prideful um something that looms large in his mind is himself he worries about himself he loves himself um and there's not even a distinction of even a healthy level of disliking anything about himself <laughs> um so <clears throat> basically that's the initial insight you you get just from his emotions and state of mind and the way he thinks he's entire entirely self-serving even at the cost of himself at least in the terms of the other clones not himself but the other clones are not important to him where's the cave all right as you ask this question um, Raven, you feel him suddenly there's a flash through his mind about like ocean currents and directions and uh, and like landmarks on the ocean floor that eventually lead to the opening of the cave. He quickly tries to sub like to push these thoughts down as he's gonna try to make his intelligence check to see if he could end this um he rolls no he rolls a three so 
he but he is not able to. So I mean, I guess you could roll as well, but unless you roll lower than a three, then it's not likely. Um, and I think you have a higher bonus. Than I mean, I have a plus two, so I can't roll lower than a three. Yeah. Unless I not so, I mean, unless you count nat wanting, but. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd count nat wanting in this circumstance, but. Uh, but yeah, you he doesn't succeed. Um, and. Um, so you can go move on to the next question, if you would like. You can signal to Robin that he can ask the next question. Okay, yeah, I do that. How many clones have you made of yourself? Um, he immediately starts to think about the clones... He starts to think about the clones, the, the early processes of the cloning process, and how at this point it must be, you know, <clears throat> they are close to the numbers they would need to stop uh, the, or to overthrow Atlantis. And at that point, it is thousands strong. The caverns go deep into a honeycombed network, and there are, uh, at, in the entrance there's like area there's probably upwards of a hundred and then further in there are more and more this is an invasion force um now most of them are in the early stages of development they're not fully mature yet but the ones by the entrance are full they are near to hatching and there are there is probably fifth like there's probably um yeah there's probably about 50 that are already active uh but they kind of swim about um they do gather back to uh the the cave very often though um and so <clears throat> And then the memory shifts to why they gather back to the cave because they love themselves so much and you start seeing some very disturbing images <laughs> of a fish orgy. Of a fish self cessed orgy, right? <laughs> yeah, self cessed. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you've got that yeah, in your brain, we Raven. We wouldn't check that box in the yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> now, say after that point. <laughs> yeah. With that, I guess Raven uh, will do another intelligence check to see if you, if he is able to push you out of his mind with that thought. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda... He rolled a six. All right, I'll roll. Oh, and no. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Raven is into the. Like, oh, I'm about to learn all your fetishes. Oh God! Yeah, is there anything else you'd like to ask? Uh, you, you should uh, ask him um, about the patrol routes that he mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what are what are your patrol routes, and what's the best time to infiltrate? Gotcha. Um, basically, um, 
he does give you some general information, but actually he was just pretty much bullshitting about patrol routes. They're not, they're so self-obsessed that they mostly just hang out in the cave. <laughs> they're not actually So, like, it's, it's very unlikely that they actually have anything as sophisticated as patrol routes going on. <laughs> so he's, he's basically a low-functioning sociopath who figured out how to clone himself. <laughs> yeah, that is literally how it is. I was like, and he's a weakling. So, yeah. like, he has to clone himself to take over Atlantis because there's no way he would be <laughs> strong enough to fight anyone of any significance. Hopefully, just here, I've got a plan. Um, guys, yo, I think we should introduce him to drugs. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this fucking CIA bullshit? Look, look he starts doing drugs. He either they either trash him or he just ignores everything because he's too stoned to care about anything we don't have to kill anybody we don't really have to mess with him we just let him be stoned wait wait are you okay let me let me specify are you literally just recommending unrelated to the general plan you stone <laughs> this individual with drugs no, no, to or are you saying you like Okay, so you drug the like you try to sneak in and you try to drug the clones, like put clone like drugs in their growth technology so that they just are like eternally on LSD or something. Like that episode of Samurai Champloo where the weed You know what? That that's going a little farther than I went, but I'm down for it. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Um now here's the question though. Um Cyborg, this is a kid's show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not ours. Here, here, here's my question. Here's my question about this. Do you guys currently have drugs? Slash, do you know how to synthesize drugs? I, I, I'm pretty sure Listen, I can maybe. find out. <laughs> Look, I, I, I don't currently use anything, but I know people who do. Hmm. Okay. With my intelligence, okay. I could probably figure out how to synthesize drugs. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, if we I, really I, wanted to go down this route, I don't know if it's the best route, but okay. I, I, I appreciate um the idea. And maybe all the clones in the episode. Maybe. I'm trying to remember. Well, they trap them all in the cave. Is what they do. Oh, okay. That sounds cool. They... And trick them into uh fighting each other. Yeah, wow. they trick them into fighting each other, then they run out, and then they they collapse the entrance to the cave. Now, eventually, in, like, the season finale of Teen Titans, there is a Triton. So at least one gets out, eventually. Oh. But, or was outside already. However, um, it does trap the army underneath there. And they probably all starve to death and die or eat each other. Yeah, I mean, if you guys... <laughs> yeah, so the real question is... Atlantis fish police. There's <laughs> just uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of tritons in the Atlantis fish police, like, prison. Tritons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll go along with it if you guys Tr want to trap and starve these things to death. It seems kind of horrible and maybe too. a war crime. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was... I'm I'm trying to think of a, um, I don't know a way to get them to stand down, mm. but 
I don't I mean, know. they have the numbers, so it's not incredibly likely that they would at this juncture. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm fascinated about the uh, possibility of the drug plan. <laughs> well, I'm, it's like, I'm do like, we, we what's, what's, what is the ethics behind any of our options of defeating this guy? <laughs> <laughs> They're all terrible. <laughs> okay, so Aqualad, you could, do, does like Atlantis have an army that they could like go and capture all these like 50 whatever tridents? I was just Excuse me, I can't get his name right because I get mixed up with Triton. <laughs> Triton. Triton. Yeah, um, I, was, I was thinking that. Like, now here, here's here's the thing. Now, Aquaman is currently off planet on a mission with the Justice League, mm-hmm. which makes the defense of Atlantis at this time uh, incredibly important. It's currently being um, like it's being uh, led by its queen. Um, what the fuck is her name? Uh, Mura. Mur- yeah, Mura. Um, her name is what the fuck is her name? <laughs> she she pooped in Aquaman's bed last week. What the I'm fuck? Sorry. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. It's so, not, it's not Amber Heard in this continuity. I think. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Can we? Is it? Do we have like alchemists and enchanters in this world? Uh, um. Yes, but okay. So first, let me finish answering. Um, let let me finish answering Aqualad's question. So, um, so the defense is incredibly important. Um, if the numbers, the based on the numbers that have been revealed from Trident's mind that they already have and that they could have access to soon, uh, Atlantis would have to send a fairly significant uh, assault force to to assault the cave and it would be a def- uh it would be an assault you know, and they would have the defensive position which is always at the disadvantage of the attacker so even with how much more skilled atlantis's uh warriors are it would not be a good situation um and it would take time so first of all um you could send a fish to go or a fast fish to go deliver the message and they would. And then it would take however much time the fish takes to get there. Um, and then it would take time to gather the army and to get back to this position. By that time, uh, Trident could like finish hatching or find you or a number of bad things could happen. So we need to try and figure out how to at least stop the, the current clones from hatching and causing havoc. Yeah. The ones that are sprouting. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Right. We could kick the butt. We could kick the butt. Now, there's a lot of that them. That is an option. That is an option. Um, now, if you kind of probe more into Trident's mind, I'd say you probably would have known that there's a machine that um, they have used uh, in conjunction with these like toxic chemicals to create these uh, clones. Um, if the machine is destroyed, then there won't be any production of new clones. Uh, and if the enemies are apprehended or trapped, 
then you don't have to deal about the existing forces. Um, or again, if you go in and you spike the clone machine with uh, fucking drugs, fucking DMT, they'll just trip out forever. Um, <laughs> and they'll probably be harmless. Like even if they escape, they'll just be like fucking like eternally drugged hippies. <laughs> So, see, I, maybe not the most ethical plan, but... <laughs> Listen, they don't want us to kill pe- people up in there. You know, they gotta be dealing with other stuff, then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, now... If we're gonna seriously consider the drug plan, which I don't think is... Like, I'm, I'm not saying anything against it, actually. Um, I feel like we need to have an ethical conversation as characters. <laughs> well, sure, um, but at least let's figure out if it's even mechanically, technically possible. Because it would involve two steps: figuring out how to get the materials for drugs and, sy- and synthesize them, uh, which would have a lot of little steps in it, and two would be a heist, <laughs> basically. Well, uh, to go and because I feel like it would also be an ethical question to like kill a bunch of clones that are in production. Right. But I guess they're all the same as him. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, can we make, like, enchant like an ever-full bong, and so they just sit around all day. (laughs) I mean, you're not killing them, you're not changing their DNA, you're just giving them a source to just sit around doing nothing all day getting stoned. We convince them. Make them a bunch of lazy potheads who don't want to work. <laughs> we could convince them that since they they love themselves so much, mm. that why would they leave the cave and bother with the rest of the world? Right. Why not just stay there and have a perpetual orgy? Uh, yeah. Maybe we- <laughs> yeah, and if drugs were involved, that might be a much easier sell. Maybe we just have to convince them that that's the way they should live life, loving themselves rather than, you know, dominating the world. Now, here, here's the thing. In order to drug a proper number of them to, like, to really make their their army useless, you have to do something that at least makes them, like, high when they come, when they hatch. Like, and so it will probably involve, like, feeding into their their nutrient like it wouldn't change their dna but maybe it would like just feed into like their their feeding sacks so that they're fucking high when they are born wow and they're like let's just chill (laughs) that's and then and then and then you might be able to buy enough time because that wouldn't that probably wouldn't be permanent but you'd be able to maybe buy enough time for the atlantean forces to get there and to start apprehending just why like... do I kind of like this idea? <laughs> I'm remembering why we don't sit around and strategize in this game. <laughs> yeah. I, I have always wondered about the ethical implications of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Listen, well, like, At least we're not trying to murder them, them all this time. Die. Yeah. Like, that is possibly oh. considered, like, the, the yeah. most thing they've done. Like, I think those Tritons all die. Okay, yeah. but... Tritons. Tri- I do tri- have to say Saturday morning... Tri-tips. Car- Excuse me, I don't know what the... Saturday morning cartoon rules. They could have been cartoon arrested. Right, they could have been cartoon arrested, but there is no objective proof 
to that. And I, you know, it's kind of one of those things where like, even if there are like ethical issues about like, like even if there's like established robot sentience in a setting, oftentimes uh, a cartoon will still use the, well, you're kit, well, you're killing droids or whatever. So it's fine. Yeah. And so I think the logic that you breeze over in the episode is, well, they're clones. They're not even like the real Trident. So it's fine. Right. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like, as maybe. long as you keep one of them alive, yeah. Then the rest are just uh, disposable meat sacks. Which I is not necessarily a view that I agree with. I just <laughs> yeah. think it is probably the view that the episode takes. Yeah. Um. I I do want to contact a fish to deliver the message to Atlantis. Not necessarily mm. for backup right now, but just let them know like what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Do I yeah. Need to roll animal handling or Oh no. You can um just go into the water and yeah. um basically like you can summon a friendly fish, fast yeah. little fish, and it will come to you. You can communicate the message and it will return the message to Atlantis yeah. as quick as it can. Yeah, and I, I kinda add like we're still in the process, but I wanted to let you all know. So that way if we mm-hmm. do end up trapping them in a cave, maybe the Atlantis police force <laughs> comes in. Right. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so I hop back up on the water, I look at Raven, and I'm like, so you can read minds? Uh, sort of, it's, it's a spell. And were you the one who incapacitated him when we were in the water? I took his weapon. Okay, your powers are awesome. Uh, thanks. I blush. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and and starfire you were the one who incapacitated so now you're like you feel unnoticed <laughs> yeah i just sort of frown and shrink back further into the <laughs> you know my heart eyes slowly beating yeah <laughs> i i just had this like very uncharacteristic thought of like of like this sparking like a rivalry between Starfire and Raven, like her being like you that bitch. <laughs> Starfire only plays in the sexist tropes and gets uh, violently jealous when Robin's involved. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm 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 less best boy and more like eye candy. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I enjoy the view. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, so also another thing that would probably come to your mind, um, is that, uh, Aqualad is that if these new allies of yours want to try to, uh, drug the trident, uh, nest, um, that you could make a nature check to see if there are suitable underwater, like, plants and things that could and materials that could be used uh to help synthesize like like some sort of hallucinogenic or something like that or yeah basically (laughs) and um and you could you could send out fish like to gather the materials and they could probably do it fairly in fairly timely Okay, Let's I did see. a nature check. Okay, that's pretty good. Even though I'm not sure about this idea, <laughs> I want to hear them out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
you're just kind of like thinking in your mind like well this might be more possible than you initially think like mm. maybe it's possible with the help of the sea life to gather right. the materials and then right. it would just be up to them to synthesize something yeah okay so i did a nature check to see you know what's yeah. what's around right now don't even try to legitimately ask me what kind of sea kelp could be used to fucking make <laughs> drugs i have no damn idea make, and i'm not going to google world make it yeah and then yeah. suddenly the FBI is like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Florida man uh, gathers gathers sea, uh, sea plants to, to make new new drug. <laughs> Joey, are you the Florida man? I am the Florida man. I, was, I grew up in Florida. <laughs> You're the, the one uh, on all the headlines. Yeah, it's me. Um, so... Um, yeah, so it's possible. And also, this is the DC world and a fantasy world, so there's probably lots of, like, weird, like, secret plants that only Atlanteans kind of know about. Oh, yeah, here's a stock of mermaid's breath. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, Atlanteans, they get high off this shit all the time. They just eat this sponge, and they're like, oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) You know, um, so basically, I think with a 15, you would know a bit about the different plants. And while maybe good boy, Boy Scout, uh, uh, Aqualad wouldn't have partaken in them yourself, you, you've, you have friends. Yeah. You've heard about these things. You know that you kind of know about their chemical composition just from your nature check. Aquaman himself sometimes unwinds <laughs> a, a kelp shake. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess it's up to you if you want to mention that and offer that to the plan or if you want to keep quiet about that. Yeah, I I don't... This this idea, to me, it like, to Aqualad, it seems goofy, but also it seems more humane than just going in and killing a bunch of right. clones so yeah i'll mention i know about a few plants that can be used if we want to go that route i mean it seems like in the i look i look at robin as our beacon of of morality and <laughs> <laughs> yeah the guy who fucking stabbed a dude in the leg today yeah no I, i'm a bit shook <laughs> This is not a good day for Starfire. <laughs> I mean, the, when is it in this game? <laughs> I feel like we. I mean, the the one way to defeat it would be to collapse the tunnels, but I don't really think that we're those kind of people that could do something like that. So this uh, this might keep them in check just for as long as the uh, Atlanteans need to keep them on the check. So if uh, unless anybody else has moral conundrums with it, I think it just depends, Uncle Lad, on how long do you think you can maintain being this guy's weed dealer. <laughs> Hopefully the. <laughs> I mean, there's wait. So our tub, our, so, uh, not our tub. Our ship is fully intact, right? 
Uh, yeah, it's 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 just the one of the seismic blasters was destroyed. Okay, so we're fully capable of going in there with our ship. Yes. Now, I don't think the ship from the images that Raven would have seen. Raven would know that the the entrance isn't like it's not like the ship can get all the way through the tunnel. Uh, you'd have to be smaller than that, but you could certainly mm-hmm. wait outside in a defensive position inside the ship. Okay, yeah, I sort of, um, I sort of take a minute to take in the, uh, the moral decision that our fearless leader has made, and, um, <laughs> and then I, and then I just, and then I just say, so we should assign the the fastest underwater swimmer to do the drugging of the machine. <laughs> hmm. So, I, I feel like I shouldn't even ask. <laughs> Yeah. Who's well, the fastest underwater swimmer? <laughs> yeah, I guess me. It's me. I I kind of look it. at these boy. Okay. And let. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is how he is. He's like, all right, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can turn into the fastest fish there that that ever. Was. And let's be honest, <laughs> the most likely one here to be a drug dealer is boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait. Sailfish. Potentially, if we do not like, if we don't manage to get <laughs> drugs in time, like we could potentially just close off the entrance. Yeah. Yes. And trap them in there, and like not, and just then, like the Atlanteans, when they are ready, could. Mm extract them and then they wouldn't starve to death. We still but need to take apart still... we still need to take apart the machine, but we don't necessarily have to kill the clones that are already in production. Yeah, we need to take but... apart the machine. We need to I do still like the idea of drugging. They <laughs> <laughs> keep them docile. Yeah. Um you know. So I'm I say I probably need to go because I can not trying to be too invasive when you turn into an animal do you keep like whatever's in your pocket when you turn back into a human yes i could hold i could probably hold it in my fish mouth or or in my um my tentacles or whatever i have or you could strap it to me okay i think we should go to, we should go together since we can both swim and breathe underwater okay Right. Um, and I, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling a little awkward about Beast Boy because he does seem a little like competitive, and I'm like, uh, we're trying to save my home life. <laughs> yeah. I, the character, not I, me. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Krista. What the hell? <laughs> Dick. I'm I, I know like the main the main Dick plot Grayson. Of, <laughs> the main plot of the episode is like their kind of beef, but we have we kind of went a different yeah. direction. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know how much we still wanna I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if it comes up it comes up. I but. definitely think I'm faster. I mean you you can think that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> okay, so um, we're diverting from the drug plan then. 
we're we're still gonna we're still doing the drug we're still plan. doing the drug plan to keep because if we seal up the we're cave, gonna drug them and we're gonna trap them in the cave mm. and wait for the um atlanteans to be prepared to extract the remaining clones yeah because if if they open the cave later or if they're not drugged when we close the cave they might be able to come together they and open probably it. prepare an attack yeah. or i don't know they might be starving to death yeah <laughs> i don't know uh, is there fish in there are they are they i have no idea oh yeah i need to speaking of i i go tell my fish friends to bring me stuff to make uh to make uh gotcha. you'll get me the goods <laughs> not meth. We don't. We don't want them on meth. Uh, it's like <laughs> yeah. Kelsey, yeah. Yeah. Really. Some zannies. Some. Uh, right. <laughs> Ritalin. <laughs> some Adderall. The Ritalin. The ADHD ones are just like, wow. I can actually answer these emails now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you can really anyway. focus on destroying the world now. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, oh yeah, so you send the fish out, and they know about plants. They know how to get plants, and you know, uh, and they can gather the materials. And so that will take some time. So basically, um, it'd probably be the equivalent of at least like a, a short rest uh, to gather these things, probably longer. But eventually, um, and in the meantime, uh, Tram kind of like sidles over to you cyborg where you're trying to like salvage uh, what's left of the um of you know and, and fix this the seismic blaster and he goes oh he kind of looks at you so the fish boy comes over i'm like hey little buddy yeah yeah, yeah. you want something <laughs> he picks up this thing that looks like a, um, it looks like this small, like, um, he starts like doing measurements of like the hole where the, uh, seismic blaster would have been inlaid, uh, in the, in the ship. And then he picks up this thing that looks like a harpoon gun with like magic sigils on it. And he fucking jams it into the hole (laughs) and just starts like welding shit. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, that uh, you know, I'm just gonna watch. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, keep doing your thing. Doing a paint job. <laughs> he just puts a thumbs up to whatever you just said. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't watch the episode Deep Six. I sat the hell down and listened. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what happens while you guys are waiting for the materials. Eventually, a bunch of fish start, like, like uh, swimming up by the surface. The water starts to ripple as they come up to the surface and start, like, uh, giving, like, chucking, like, kelp and, like, pieces of coral that could be broken down into things and, like, all sorts of stuff. Weird glowing plants and, uh, like a like a slug, like a sea slug, like glows like blue. Um, so are we just quietly sitting here and watching these fish make weed? Yeah, well, they're all throwing the materials up. So basically the next step, uh, convince me that you guys have any toolkits, proficiencies, or anything or anything like that 
that would allow you to make stuff like this. The, probably the best thing that comes to mind would be like an alchemist's kit um, uh. or something along those lines. Um, but if you guys, um, you know, it's, you know, Robin, during this time, you really wish your friend Wally were here. He's a chemist. Um, and, well, he's more than that. I have a herbalism but... kit, but I'm not going to use my intelligence. Okay, oh, so you have herbalism. an herbalism kit. That's I have good. an herbalism that kit. That works. Herbalism kit works. Uh, yeah. I got my. Bo- I can call my boy Paco from back in the day, and he can maybe talk us through some things. <laughs> what? Uh. Proficiency. Well, proficiency is herbalism kit. Oh, okay, sick. so I'm proficient in it. I don't <laughs> okay, you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he knows how to roll a good joint. <laughs> uh, boy, where do you learn how to do that? You know Beast Boy and Cyborg were getting blazed. <laughs> yeah, you can use herbalism kits to uh to make medicine in D&D. And yeah, it's see, probably it's a much medicine. more modernized version Listen, it's, it's like it's like an anxiety sedative it's like yeah. a, it just calms him down yeah man yeah um anything. against his will close your roll hey um downtime so crafting maybe possibly when beast boy like got into like like film movies like he got some uh uh Bad influence, friends. I don't know. <laughs> um, so there is a downtime crafting portion for the herbalism kit. Um, this was all stuff added by Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Um, so you can use your herbalism kit to craft potions and poultices in peri- periods of extended downtime between adventures. These can be magical or mundane, although crafting potions with magical effects is more complicated. Um, okay. Crafting mundane items is simple. You need access to any relevant alchemical equipment. Uh, Raw materials worth half of the item's value. Eh, we're not going to do that. Uh, A number of mm, work weeks. Eh, we're going to cinema this a bit. It's more... uh, Um, Yeah, did did you see the last Spider-Man movie? They, like, made this crap in, like, an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) what would happen in, in, in this kind of game so drug crafting montage <laughs> yeah if you know how to make it could could i use my tinker tools to make some kind of like automated thing mm. yeah yes and with tram's help tram is going to be the most useful in this regard so he could actually like if you need beakers and shit if you're going mm. all fucking breaking bad with this <laughs> um <laughs> you know you uh like he could he has some things that would suit to that end, and he could actually like once he sees how the um, how the uh, like how the assembly line should work a few times, he can try to automate it with little robot arms that he builds like wickedly fast, uh, especially with Cyborg's help uh, to like start like doing the steps like at at, at speed. So, yeah, you guys have hundreds of drugs after a couple hours. <laughs> do, we, do we need to figure out how to uh, 
not like overdose on this? Um, uh, I guess. I mean, that, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how much is too much? Can you overdose on this hmm. drug? So, what is this drug called? So here's here's the thing. I need there, a mythical name. Right, right. Uh, I'll figure that out in a second. Now there are drugs like, of course there there are drugs that like can do have bad physical effects. However, uh, drugs like LSD are almost entirely safe if they're synthesized correctly, like in terms of the physical aspect, and not even that psychologically or physically um, addictive. So if you make a drug like that, then the risk of physical harm or addiction is actually incredibly small. But you you don't even... Some yeah. type of weed LSD type thing. Right, right. Kind of a mix. Um, yeah, people definitely will like put like LSD in a cigarette and just fucking go crazy. <laughs> um, or just have like a really nice time more like Chelsea. So um, it's like, yeah, basically it's... Um, am I going to have to tag this episode for like drugs? Not the usual oh, Saturday morning like, drug episode. They drug unborn babies. <laughs> oh god! Uh, well, unborn oh. grown men. They're, they're grown men. Unborn say. grown men. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, are they like? Do they hatch like full grown? I yeah, think I think yeah, yeah they, they hatch full they, grown. They have like they just straight up have like his adult mind. Yeah, they have yeah. all his oh. memories. I think. Yeah, it's like yeah, the, uh, uh, Mahler twins in a Invincible. Mm, yes, yes, yeah. it is kind of like that. Um, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's it's like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they they. Unlike human babies, they they hatch out of the cloning process fully grown. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. What is um what is our drug making montage song? <laughs> well, definitely not something that I will actually be able to play. Yeah, copyright. <laughs> what Snoop Dogg song are we listening? To? <laughs> I I almost like pulled something up on my phone, but then I was like, no, I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Have to cut out part of the episode, right? What were you going to pull up though? I was thinking like she blinded me with science or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. No, that's a good one. <laughs> she blinded yeah. me. Yeah, I was it's just science. thinking of the song that Yo. plays during Mad Mod when they're like running away. From I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In um, it doesn't fit exactly, but no. that's just what popped in my head. Maybe walking uh, in the sunshine. <laughs> It just plays the uh, it just plays the opening of Teen Titans in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And it's the version sung by Larry the Titan. <laughs> oh God. Um, like, yeah, dude, dude, you start doing DMT and you actually like see him. <laughs> in fact, um, so I have two questions. So one is that I would like whoever is using the herbalism kit to uh, make... I'm the only one who's proficient in it, so right. I have to. So, wait, hold on. Let me actually see if this should 
require a roll. Usually it just requires time, but I think I will have you make a roll with it. Um, let's say it's a medicine check, so you can add your wisdom. Okay, and then that's better you... than intelligence. Huh? It's better than intelligence. It's better than yeah. intelligence. All right. Yeah. Good. So, um, plus your okay, proficiency. Okay. So... And yeah, this will basically like determine like how pure the product is, um, and like how well you've you've crafted it, how effective. Okay. Okay. So even though I'm not proficient in medicine, since I'm proficient in the herbalism, herbalism kit, I get yeah. to add my proficiency. Yeah, I guess it's technically just an herbalism check, but I'm just saying you should add your wisdom. Okay, got it. Um, so that would be... Wait, our proficiency is plus three. Rolling. And if anyone would like to help, they could try to aid in some way if they justify it. But that is a pretty good roll. Would Robin helping with his tinker tools making it slightly? I automated feel like be kind Robin of helping? or Cyborg helping with like the science math aspect of, mm. of this. Yeah, like, um, I I think that's valid. Also, you've had to while you're not explicitly a chemist, uh, you have had to help Batman uh, with. Um, helping test uh, and have the computer synthesize according to specifications uh, a lot in trying to heal people from Joker's like laughing gas. Uh, so yes, yes, yeah, you do, you do have some experience with that type of thing. So you could offer uh, advantage with, with that. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. So go ahead and roll again, Chris, to see if you do better. No, I didn't. Okay, well, 18, 18 is still a pretty good roll. Um, so I think with that roll, there's no mistakes, right? You don't get anything super crazy, but it is a drug that will do its effect. Um, my second question, are there any rambunctious teens that here in this, in gathered here today that uh, are thinking about you know, maybe sneaking a sample. <laughs> no one's looking. Absolutely not. Aqua lot of straight edge. Me. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Wait, you're you're gonna do it? Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, anyone else? Anyone else? Could I make Could it? I make a piece for Starfire? Because yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I could be projecting here, but I just feel like psychoactive drugs might be a little bit more common in her space warrior society. Yes, probably. And also, you're like, maybe <laughs> you don't fully get what they're trying to do, and you're like. Oh, they are making a food. <laughs> and maybe food so oftentimes is psychoactive <laughs> on Tamarind. I'd like to make the decision if Beast Boy becomes really like into weed. I think that as soon as I see Raven sneaking it, I would sneak it. <laughs> oh, that is uh, Okay. How about. Yeah, how about. How, how about cyborg what are you doing uh me oh no i'm helping with the tech side of it i mean i've got all sorts okay. of tools and making sure everything goes right um uh, all right. i could i could i, I could I be filtering out all the impurities and things gotcha so you're actually really focused on the technical side of it you're not interested in the in the the vice <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially since I'm the one making it, I'm 
probably try. Uh, Robin, or are you? Robin's <laughs> not going to touch it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, so he likes to keep his brain as clear as possible. Yeah. So that's not for me. Yeah. So um, basically, um, anyone who wants to sneak some and let me know if you take some in this time period, because you do have a few hours um, while all this is going on. Let me know if you take some when you succeed, and then but two succeed in taking a baggie or whatever, um, and, and like uh, and spiriting it off. Uh, roll sleight of hand. Anyone who wants to to snag some without being what is Aqualad's a fish boy friend's name again? Tram. 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 Yeah, Tram. Does, does he? Try and take some. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't even like ask for permission. He just picks up a baggie and like goes over to a corner. <laughs> like, <laughs> I not twenty. Nineteen. Nineteen for sleight of hand. Okay. I not twenty. I'm getting high. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so just, right now. just to point it out. Um, Robin's passive perception is 21. Wait, wait, you rolled, Charlie, you rolled a 20, not a d20, I think. Wait, what? No. Yeah. You rolled a 20 plus 1. No, no, no. Wait. Wait. Because look, look at Chris's roll. If you type 20, it'll just oh, say the right. answer. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it, just like I, I was like, no, I'm getting high. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, 19. <laughs> 19. Oh, that's still good. Okay. Right. Now, um... <laughs> I said I'm getting okay. high and I meant it. Yeah, but now, 19 19. Basically, um, yeah. So, the question is, for, for the people who are not, who, who may notice or not, do you care if you end up noticing anyone do this? I'd be a little peeved, because, like, we have a mission we gotta do. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you guys up to so right. Aqualad, are you, what, what's your passive perception? Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's your yeah, question. I gotta, gotta, uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, my passive it's, perception is 17. Oh, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so you don't notice him. But you won't notice uh, any... You will notice Beast Boy, I think. You rolled a 7, I, I'm right? not taking any. Oh, you're not taking any. Okay. So oh, you you don't notice anyone. Now, <laughs> I, I think... I think I think I think that um, Robin will notice with the twenty-one passive perception. I have a feel. <laughs> yeah, you will notice. What's Rob? What Robin's going to do hmm. is he sees. I don't know who's the first person to go up. Okay, it, I think it was Raven. But yeah, it was Raven. Just you know, without without making a big deal, he's like, if anybody's going to take some, wait until after the mission is over to take it. And we're back to Titan's <laughs> power. And he just keeps going. <laughs> just says it out loud. Not pointing out to anybody. Very good. Very good. <laughs> He's just like, all right. <laughs> At this point, I notice people taking it, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next so, do you guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys? Titans get high. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys choose, like, agree that, like, you'll wait until after the mission? Yeah, of course. Um, I, you, I didn't say anything, so, like, I'll probably wait until after the mission. <laughs> okay. but, like, 
yeah. there's another just, period where yeah. we end up waiting for hours inside of an underwater cave. Right, right. Cave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just let me know if that's the case. So Because listen, plenty of great warriors get juiced up on things before they go out. This high is what all true warriors strive for. <laughs> but I don't think this is the type of drug the warrior a warrior would take. <laughs> I don't know what kind of drug it is. I haven't taken it yet. I don't know, man. I mean, like Vikings would take like fucking like psychoactive mushrooms to go berserk mode. <laughs> like <laughs> you, look at, you look at the Tamaranians and you tell me that they're not experiential learners. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, actually, Ru- do we know how much this is going to need to be dosed to not kill them? Um, I would say with uh, the success of of uh, Beast Boy's herbalism role thus far, you would. So basically, um, yeah. Now the delivery system is the next issue. So if you affect the machine directly, now this is not. Um, yeah, this is. Um, you can try to. Uh, in my mind, there's essentially two options. You sneak in. You affect the machine directly into like its nutrients feeding ports, and it will, as long as you put the proper amount, it will probably spread whatever is in its nutrients dispersal system equally. And so if you have the right amount and you don't make sure that it's enough to like kill all of them, then it'll just disperse it at a safe amount. And again, like, well, that's why I brought up before how if this is like an LSD type drug, it probably like, A, it will take a very small dosage to actually be effective on an individual. And B, it will not be very physically damaging. So, um, yeah, if it's that kind of psychoactive drug, like like uh, LSD or like even like DMT. Kids, do not take my drug advice uh, as <laughs> as gospel. This is a fantasy podcast, but the... you're already pretty far gone if you're taking drug advice from episode D and D Teen Titans podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please be safe. Yeah, just yeah, be safe, and basically, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, um, so. So, so yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think basically, yes, you guys have the correct dosage and amounts down. And so, yeah, it will take a lot just by sheer virtue of it needs to spread amongst a ton of individuals. But uh, basically, so that's another thing is that it will be probably like a big sack. You'll need like, it'll be like maybe two or three people to carry it all in. And you'll have to. It'll be like it'll be like Santa Claus sneaking in with a big fucking sack of toys. Like I mean, I could just telekinesis it. And... <clears throat> that is true. That is true. <laughs> um, but it's noticeable. So basically, you have to stealth. I will be a will... stealthy, fast sea creature. Yeah. Uh... Now it it will go above. Um, like the inside, the interior of the cave is open air. Uh, that and that's probably so that the machine, like, can operate without being damaged by the seawater. So, I feel like we should use some reverse psychology here because these guys are uber selfish. So I, I feel like we're like we go in there and be like, oh man, this is the best stuff in the world. 
But, uh, mm. you know, only we can use it because we're right. super cool. Well, yeah. Here's an idea. I guess, well, I, I shouldn't just t say ideas. So go ahead and roll. Anyone, like, can roll intelligence and I'll give you a hint. Or what I'm thinking. Uh, I'll do intelligence because it's high. Anybody else can, too. That's 23. That's 23. So, with a 23, this is kind of the the and you can add whatever details you think would be effective this is kind of the idea that comes forms in your mind you realize that of the two tritons that you guys have encountered thus far one is dead uh probably most likely um and one is in your captivity and none of the other tritons have met you guys yet right so they don't know who you are now, you are allies with Aqualad, but you could, maybe with the aid of the Triton you've captured to make it look more even more convincing, you could say that you are a team of surface dwellers that want in on a trit um, Triton's glorious uprising, um, you know, over the surface world and whatever. Or we could disguise ourselves as... As Tritons? Triton. Yeah, that's true. So you could do that, and and you could you could even use the real. Like, they all look the same. They're clones of him. Yes, one and yeah. you could. Um, uh, so whether you use the real Triton or not, you could. I mean, it would be even more convincing if he went along with it. Um, you could pretend like you have Aqualad in custody, and you are offering him as like as a thing, and then you are saying we have this great chemical that. Like, you could not tell them and then sneak the drug in behind their backs. Or you could say, we have this great chemical that will increase the strength of the cloning army. Mm. Or whatever. Strength. Guys, our DM is coming up with strategy for us. We're moving. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that's fine. Whatever it is, it has to work on their pride or what they want to do. So, yeah, either enhan enhancement or, hey, that guy's doing it. Because Right. Um... I could hypothetically go and disguise as Triton, but mm -hmm. would I, I be taking tremendous, uh, tremendous pressure from the water? Um, you would. However, with your abundance of hit points, you could probably last long enough to execute the mission. The well, how much damage am I taking? Like, is there any way I can know anything dangerous. about that? You can roll nature. Um. Uh, worth asking, does the cloak of the manta ray help with mm -hmm. sea underwater pressure? 17 for nature. 17 for nature is good. I will let you in on the underwater damage. Um, while wearing this cloak with its hood up, you can breathe underwater and you have a swimming speed of 60 feet. Pulling the hood up or down requires an action. Actually, I not. I don't feel like it would. Depends. Like, There's nothing in the description. How does it make you breathe underwater? Well, well, that's magic, all right? Okay, but right. when something gives you resistance to the pressure of of being underwater, it stipulates that. Like in uh, the um, the the Tritons, um, like racial description. Oh, it does. Okay, yeah, yeah. If, if there's precedence, I'm, I'm down for it. Yeah. Okay. So that will allow someone to breathe underwater who couldn't before. But it won't offer 
uh, probably gotta look through a fucking book. Um, what are you looking for? I am looking for within the Storm King's Thunder adventure module. They actually do have a cannon uh, amount for what water pressure does, and I'm just trying to pull that up. In the spot that's uh, rules given water pressure uh, creatures and vehicles at mel maelstrom depth. Mm, yes. Take seven bludgeoning damage per minute for water pressure. Right. Is that seven or was is is like a two? It's two d six. Two d six. Yeah. So that every minute that you spend at at, at the pressure of it's like five thousand feet in the maelstrom thing, um, is two d six damage. So honestly, for you, Starfire, um, and maybe even for like um, maybe even for Cyborg. It's not that crazy. Uh, it's not that crazy, but I feel like if you, it's like it's like sending someone out into acid rain. You know, it's right. just like <laughs> I feel like it's not really what we would do. Yeah, maybe yeah, not like, initially. I could, I could more me and Aqualad easily could probably. Yeah. Meet like in, this, but like, as far as getting, I don't know. Yeah, like this by no means feels like an emergency situation right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fair. Disguise. So, in that regard, I can't disguise myself. Yeah, you can't disguise yourself. So, it would really rely more if, if like Starfire is not going to be present to do disguise self. It would really re like require to to sell it. I think it really require the participation of this other trident, which um, you could maybe convince him of. It is worth noting, uh, if you guys give me a day, I can cast Disguise Self and or Invisibility. Uh, or alter, even Alter Self. So I do have I do have spells, but you know. That is a day, though. You know, day seems rough. Uh, well, also, can you cast that on somebody else? Uh, I think so. Well, Invisibility. Oh, uh, I think even more on Invisibility. Yeah. So it really depends um, on what you guys want to do. However, I think we will leave the like we've got most of the strategizing in place. We have this plan. We can discuss it more um, over the next couple of weeks in chat and come back to with something uh, more solid next time on Teen Titans Roll. Well, you've got to give us a dramatic closing image, though. Ta-da! Right? The dramatic closing image is you guys stealing fucking drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. The drama is that we've included drugs in this. The, <laughs> the, the, the drama. Sapphire and Raven gra grab the drugs, and uh, Robin, like, turns his head and looks at them, and then it freeze frames in black and white. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The, the war on drugs. One, the next one's gonna be a very Beautiful. special episode where uh, <laughs> the, the president introduces it. <laughs> now, kids, this is not how I expected this to go. Uh, now, kids, you shouldn't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Which episode of Teen Titans was "Don't do drugs, kids"? Yeah. <laughs> Not this one. Not this one. Also, no. title, title drop, Deep 420. <laughs> <laughs>
character is the new Jessica Rabbit that apparently fucks a fly? No, no. They made they made the mouse from Rescue Ranger, oh, the girl mouse, the mechanic. They made her fuck the fly. Spoilers. <laughs> they didn't make her fuck the fly. She chose the she fucking She's Everyone's talking at once. <laughs> She she is she is a fictional character. She does not have agency. The writers made her fuck the fly. So you're saying that every canon relationship is non-consensual. Yes. Because the writers make them do it. Yes. Uh, that's a that's a Tumblr hot take if ever. <laughs> I typed in the wrong I typed in the wrong things to Google. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Joey is the ultimate oh. anti. 